Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, live <laughs> listeners. Good morning, DJ James Franco. Good morning, special guest Emily O'Hara. How's yes. it going? Good morning, Twitterverse. Good morning, Universe. Good morning, Marvel's new universe. Uh, good morning, Will Wilkins. Thank you for getting us on the air. Um, and a special shout out to Andre and the Sin Bin, even though it doesn't exist anymore. I just love yes. it so. Uh, this is a very special episode of the Smod Coast Morning Show. And no, we're not going to deal with like um, drug addiction and um, <laughs> child abduction. Actually, we are dealing with child abduction in a roundabout way. Um, but uh, Marty and Dan, this is this show used to be called Nooner Dan Marty. Nine of them are present. Now it's uh, Nooner Bill Emily. James. Yep. Um, and we are streaming live on uh, DJ Jam Master's Uverse. You stream. You stream. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it is. I know uh, stuff about technology. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so if you want, if you uh, desperately need a visual to go along uh, with this with this riveting live performance, um, I didn't tell Emily it was going to stream live, so she's all upset because she didn't shop. But look, I mean, look at the video quality. You're, you're, yeah. you're doing fine. You look gorgeous. Oh, thank you. And I have to so apologize. Cute. You don't for that see quality. the socks that I'm wearing. I'm wearing. Um, I, oh, I saw the socks. They're those are pretty dope. fantastic. Yes, <laughs> those are. You awesome. thought Marty's calves were nice last week? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I literally just rolled out of bed and came here. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's a dancer. Oh, no, she just didn't uh, shower. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's your prerogative as a a radio personality to look like shit. That's my understanding. Uh, Minor internet radio personality. Oh, sorry. Merp. You'll understand. I'm I'm at least 50 years. Yeah. She's new. Uh, Very excited to have you guys um, listening live, tweeting in. Watch as I respect the format. We always start yes. the show with a political discussion, which I immediately shit on because I don't like politics <laughs> or politicians. And I'm not currently informed because I'm not engaged in anything nonfiction. However, big elections coming up. Um, mayor, mayoral race. Uh, these are local elections, California mayoral race, but I think they have um, national ramifications. Um, and uh, I'm a little lost. James, I was actually hoping to turn it to you a little bit because there's a lot to do with um, medicinal marijuana, not necessarily yes. the legalization of, but the actual distribution of the pot shops. Yeah. And uh, it's, measure it's, D, I believe it is. There's multiple measures and they're super yeah. dense. Um, and yeah. I just started reading up on them, but um, uh, I'm, I'm all for um, legalization of marijuana. One of the things I actually like a lot about living in California, and I, I, I don't get high. It doesn't necessarily s- yeah. sit, sit well with me. But uh, what always bummed me out in the past about my friends who did get high is they always hung out with dirt bags. Yeah. Because those were the guys who could get the weed. Exactly. Like, why are you, why is, you bring this dirt bag to my house? <laughs> or or <laughs> yeah. like all the girls I had crushes on were always hanging out with like the druggies, the druggie losers because they had access. They had like, access. Yeah. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> I have access to, I'm right here. <laughs> um, I don't know what I had access to back in the day. Um, riveting intellectual conversation? Yeah. Um, probably not. Uh, but anyway, so I'm, I'm all for uh, legalization of marijuana. You don't have to put your opinions out there. Oh, no, I'm all for it. Okay, there we go. Yeah. I'm 100% for it. I'm down for it. Uh, I just want to make sure that you know, it's really important as as stoners <laughs> that we read what we're voting for and make right. sure it's exactly what we want. It's because, very thorny. It's very yeah, complicated. Because, it, you know... You don't want to go and get the, uh, you know, the, see the Walmart brand uh, pack of weed, you know, <laughs> right. Walmart Kush. 
that's going to be <laughs> garbage. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I don't want to deal with sketchy characters and have to go back to the old right. days. You know, it's it's so awesome to be able to basically, for lack of better verbiage, go to the weed store and get some weed. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I if you would have told me this. You know, 20 years ago and said, hey, you know, 20 years from now, you're going to be going to the weed store. Like, fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. Just give me the eighth and get out of here, you know? Yeah. Uh, but seriously. Yes, I brought a gun, so don't fuck with me. Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, nowadays, you just go to the weed store and that that's awesome. But how much access is, you know, enough access or too much right. access? Right. It does. It, it is something that on some level needs to be regulated. Yeah. Um. I'm not gonna go ahead and say on on what level and to what degree, but yeah. uh, there's been a there's been a huge crackdown on the uh, on the pot shops in California, yeah. um, and we have a chance to to sort out exactly how it's going to be moving forward. Um, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's I mean I, I have the I have the sample ballot. It's just super dense. Um, is there is there a certain issue that you're on top of in that ballot that that you know we should go one way or the other. I you know I I'm not I haven't paid attention a lot of attention to the some of the a lot of the measures that are on there. Right, and we have time. I, it's not yeah. uh, it's not till May twenty first. Yeah, uh, I've been keeping more of an eye on the this mayoral um, yeah uh, race. And you got I a think, horse? I think I think I'm going to go with gruel. I thought yeah. gruel was was something you fed orphans <laughs> in the 1800s, but apparently it's also uh, somebody. Running for mayor, so I'm going to go with Gruel. Um, All of Gruel, please. I've been I've been pushed towards Garcetti. I have friends on both sides who are who are both very eloquent in their reasons and backing the supporters. Um, Garcetti came out of Atwater and um, did amazing things for that community. Um, so definitely his his money's where his mouth is as far as uh, getting things done and uh, being socially conscious and community minded. So I, I know. Uh, that's been the argument for him that people have seen firsthand what he's done as a politician and it's uh, brought a lot of life to their community. But I, I actually, that is another issue that I haven't delved fully into yet. Yeah. Emily, you got a horse in this race? I haven't even cracked the bloody thing open, I'll be honest with you. Did you get an official I, sample ballot? I sure Are did. Are you a registered voter? I sure am. Hey, hey. I, uh, and I have it and it's sitting on my desk. I just, this stuff is like, it's the last thing I want to look at, and it's you know. It's super <laughs> I dense. I won't get to it until that day comes where I, I'm sitting in my room, and it's either that or watching the paint peel. Right. You know? Yeah. And uh, I have to say, in general, horrible decision maker. I am a yeah. horrible decision maker <laughs> uh, on on anything. Lunch, shoes. Yeah. Um, I like to blame it on my mother because uh, we grew up uh, decently, a middle class, comfortable, and we would go to. Um, Heights Furniture and Toy, which I always called Heights Toy and Furniture because I had my priorities straight. <laughs> and she'd say, you can get one Star Wars figure. Which one is it? You can just get one. Oh. And I would get it narrowed down to two, and I would stand there. And I knew if I waited long enough, she'd go, all right, we'll get them both. Um, so I never developed decision-making skills as a child. Yeah. So, Mom, it's your fault that I'm a bad citizen. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on her. I find when the issues aren't prevalent enough that people uh, to make people put, like, bumper stickers on their cars with opinions, then I'm just completely uninformed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Unless there's a bumper sticker about it, I, I just don't I don't know which way to turn. Right. Yeah. If opinions aren't being broadcast to me in rush hour. Yeah, I exactly. Can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, if Facebook doesn't have an opinion, then neither do I. Yeah. There you <laughs> <Right>. go. <laughs> 
Um, well, let me introduce uh, our guest, Emily O'Hare. Yes. She's a great friend of mine. Um, she is um, an actress. Uh, she is uh, a Shakespeare-trained actress. Mm, yeah. Um, and you're currently in a production of Romeo Likes It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as you wish. Uh, Romeo Likes It as you One know. of the Henrys. No, it's... Uh, it's <laughs> Everybody it's... dies in the end, but it's still a comedy. <laughs> yeah. um, it's Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, hey, ah. the sexiest of the Shakespeare comedies. It is sexiest. It's, it's alarmingly it's sexy. It'll give you yeah. a bard on. Hey, <laughs> hey. Um, wow, I thought that was worth. That's what I. That's what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> was that spontaneous or is that is that old school? That's old. Is that in your your quiver? That's in. That's one of my one uh, of the arrows. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, so you didn't say her name? Uh, you didn't give her full name. Oh, did yeah, you yeah, yeah. I didn't give your middle name. What's your middle name? Oh God! I'm gonna. Your say middle my name middle is name. Oh God. I'm gonna say <laughs> Emily name. Oh God O'Hara. Are you sure that's not a nickname? Well, Zing. <laughs> then I believe I I heard the neighbors calling you last night. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Must have known you were coming. Hey, hey, <laughs> my middle name is Manwaring. Uh, all right. That's even weirder than I know, Oh God. Let's <laughs> think Man, Oh God. Are, are you Native American? No, I'm kidding. No, it's Irish. Manwaring. Ah, Irish. Yeah. That, I don't know what that was. That was not an Irish accent, <laughs> by the way. Uh, it was definitely the, the. It was everyone's default Irish accent. Yeah, I, I Irish. That's right. You've actually been to Ireland. I've I spent uh, four There's years in the trenches of the indie rock scene in Dublin I, City. I believe there is one phrase that you can say particularly well in Irish. Ah, jeez, your torties, man. That's a bleeding tough time in a man's life, right? It's a little Scottish, <laughs> but I also just mother? woke up. <laughs> that was lovely. Uh, so, Man Waring is a—is that—that's a, that's a surname? Yeah, it's my uh, my grandmother's maiden name. Back yeah. in the histories, uh, Michael Collins' right hand man was named uh, Man Waring. Ooh, did you read the? Author who wrote the book? Sure didn't. <laughs> There's a great um, Michael Collins. It was a film uh, yeah. to keep the listeners engaged by talking about pop culture. Um, it was a film starring the great Liam Neeson, the great Alan Rickman. Yes, sir. And uh, the great Ian Hart and the positively mediocre Julia Roberts. But <laughs> her involvement uh, her involvement allowed the, the funding to happen and mm-hmm. that the director made no qualms about saying as much. Um, but it's a great film if you haven't seen it. But there's also a great. Uh, have you seen it? I have. Um, there's also a great uh, biography. Neil Jordan directed that one. I was a great Irish director. Uh, there's a great biography as well uh, about Michael Collins. I got the Eamon De- Eamon De Valera one as well, but it was it was a little too dense. But um, I'm just looking it up for you guys right now. Um, let's say hello to some of the uh, listeners uh, li- uh, listening live. Jenny Marie, Jeff Papoy, Grant Karen, Yako, yeah. um, Geeky Baz. You guys have been tweeting in and I haven't even noticed. I'm sitting right. in Marty's seat, mm-hmm. which is really close to the monitor. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm not I'm not accustomed to, to not having some distance on these tweets. <laughs> uh, Veronica? <laughs> Veronica says uh, she misses your rants. Oh, I got plenty. Don't you worry. Any of those. Huh? Don't got, worry. I it's coming. I got the team loaded up for you, so... <laughs> Um, I want to dive into um, some Cleveland news. Uh, not necessarily of the good kind. <laughs> yeah. Although the Indians did win last night. All right. Really proud of them. They're up over 500. That's Atlanta. That's the Atlanta right. Braves. So what a year. What's, what's Cleveland? <laughs> oh, I thought it was this. Equally racist. I- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the, the it's not giant this. Indian <laughs> masturbation. Um, 
Uh, we're above 500. Really happy about that. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen um, three, four, well, technically four um, girls, women now. Well, three of them women, one still a girl, six years old, um, rescued after being <laughs> oh, yeah, over a right. decade, after I've been missing for over a decade, um, have been rescued from uh, a, a house on Rescued Cleveland's by Charles Ramsey. Who is a character. My new hero. Oh, God. <laughs> he, he uh, <laughs> that guy knows how to earn his time on a mic. Yeah, tell, <laughs> um, tell uh, not to make light of the situation, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I uh, had this news story pulled up, but I don't know how to use my own computer. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, three girls rescued, which obviously is a blessing. Um, well, yeah. Couldn't believe that they're still alive and, and healthy by all accounts, um, including the one that I can't find on my computer. Um, now, do you remember the, the specifics of the story? I mean, were they in the... the they were Human found, trafficking? Or? Uh, no, they have. Well, there hasn't been any details come out yet about yeah. what, hap- what happened to them when they were in the house. They are healthy. The six-year-old child is believed to belong um, to Amanda Berry, who, okay. uh, who was abducted over 10 years ago. Um, and they were all abducted close to the house, nearby, um, mm-hmm. within miles. Um, and it's three brothers oh. who, uh, who are currently uh, under arrest. Mm-hmm. Wow. The homeowner and his two brothers. Um, which, yeah, makes it worse. Yeah. yeah. If it was just one guy, you'd be like, okay, well, there's evil in the world, and this guy is going to get... This is but but he had accomplices Holy and their blood shit. relatives. Ah, oh, that... Whoever, whoever's parents... Whoever's their parents has got to feel real bad about themselves right about now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not only imagine? did I something wrong once, but... That's like a fucking movie, plot to a movie. I mean, that's... Yeah. You know, you, you see that and you think, uh, like, let's say you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And yeah, Hillbilly Clan. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. And you think, yeah. I, one of that X Files. I'd never, I'd never get caught up in that. But here we are finding three girls that that went. Through and it was in exactly. the suburbs. It wasn't like it was out. Yeah. In the, in the, well, in the suburbs, yes, but it was the it was the inner ring, inner city ring, uh, mm. a really rough neighborhood. Mm. No, yes, suburbs, but not like it's not like it happened in Beverly Hills. It's like it happened in. Crenshaw. You know? I've never yeah. been. Yeah, I got you. Uh, that, not, that, I'm not being a snob about shitty neighborhoods, but it happened in a shitty <laughs> neighborhood anyway. Shitty neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That's how it is. Uh, uh, and uh, thank God they're free. It's, uh, it's yeah. Amanda Berry, Gina De Jesus, and uh, the third girl's Michelle Knight. Um, so, some of those girls are in their 30s now, their entire 20s. Wow. Spent in captivity. Um, that looks bloody creepy. This encyclopedia of kidnapping. <laughs> kidnapping. Darren, Darren letting us know the the, encyclo- the encyclopedia. Now, is that a that's not a how to that uh, Darren? That's just a encyclopedia. Yeah, th- these are the, these are things that have happened. But I suppose you could use it as a how to. And the brothers are in their fifties too. Ah, God, it's just <sighs> creepy. It's, yeah, it's almost like okay, if you're a Fuck. teenager and you haven't and you're screwed in the head and you're doing these crazy things, but you're in your fifties and you're still you're that set in your ways of like, yeah, no, this is cool. We'll just tie them up and then yeah, it'll be great. We'll just pull down the shades and no, no, it'll be cool. And like they would go to neighborhood barbecues and the, you know, there was, yeah. again, it's one of those like I live next door and blah blah blah. And yes, I heard. I heard Mr. Ramsey discussing. There. Yeah, well, I I wish we had that. I, I uh, there's a great, not great, but uh, the the man who's being hailed as a hero uh, is it Chuck Ramsey? Charles, yeah. Charles Ramsey, yeah. I call him Chuck. Chuck, you know, Chuck <laughs> you know, Chuckster. We're, yeah, we're, Chuck we're, we're, we're neighbors. Cleveland. We're neighbors from the hood. Um, <laughs> Uh, was interviewed and that guy just talk about stage presence. What was the line when when 
when a pretty little white girl runs into runs black, into a black man's, man's arms, arms, you know something's, something's wrong. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if they have it. Charles Ramsey interview. Jesus, first thing that popped up. Yeah. Um, so is he back? Oh, is that Charles <laughs> Ramsey there? Okay. Yeah. I see where it's going. And he's a, he's a looker, too. He's got yeah. the, you yeah. know, when he knows he's going to be on camera, he, he gets himself he gets himself camera ready. Like me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I, I think I can pull this up. I think we can make this happen. I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Uh, t- walk me through again what happened. We're going to let it Uh-oh. buffer there a little bit. Through again, yeah. what happened this afternoon? You, were, you, you heard screaming. I heard screaming. I'm eating my McDonald's. I, uh, little plug. <laughs> I see this girl going nuts trying to get out of her house. So I go on the porch. Okay. I go on the porch, and she says, help me get out. I've been, I'm, I've been in here a long time. So, you know, I figured it's a, a domestic violence dispute. So I open the door, and we can't get in that way because... How the door is, it's so much that the body can't fit through, only your hand. So we click kick the bottom, and she comes out with the little girl, and she says, call 911. My name was Amanda Berry. Now, did you know who that was when, you, when she said that? When she told me, it didn't register until I got to call the 911. And then I'm like, I'm calling the 911 for Amanda Berry? I thought this girl was dead. You know what I mean? And, and she got on the phone, and she said, yes, this is me. And the detective... Uh, Cook, right here. Detective Gregory Cook says, "Charles, do you know who you rescued?" I said, "And now he's going, going, he's going to look on his face when the siren went off. Almost right into it. I just looked next to the guy. That's that's amazing. Yeah, uh, I had no idea James Brown was alive and lived in Ohio now. <laughs> and, and out of jail. Uh, <laughs> Is that where that's at? Ohio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Cleveland. Um, and of course, naturally, uh, the uh, the suspect, the, the primary suspect, uh, was a bass player in various bands <laughs> that performed in wow. clubs awesome. in Cleveland. So we have so much in common. Cleveland um, rocks. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently kidnaps. Right, but there are heroes in Cleveland as well. Yes. Um, so, uh, gosh, good oh, on, for good on your city for, uh, well, yeah. the, Char- Charles, <laughs> you're, new, you're new hero. You, yeah, right. you identified him as your new hero and you've already forgotten because of our fickles. <laughs> We're waiting. Uh, <laughs> Marty tweeted in that he can't figure out how to listen to his own goddamn podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he just tweeted in, in good faith and didn't actually try. He just wanted to make a showing. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't imagine he's actually. Marty, uh, you can listen. <laughs> um, oh, do you want to do uh, a racist Marty's Asian mom voice? How's your oh, Asian? How's your oh, racist Asian voice? Really? Crap. We usually. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's <laughs> yeah. by definition. I mean, really, all I have is like a, a Japanese samurai. Oh, go voice. for it. Do Japanese samurai voice uh, as Marty's mom and tell him how to listen, listen in. Uh, uh, Marty, uh, listen, you listen in to your uh, podcast. Uh. <laughs> Marty, uh, you listen now. Oh, sir. <laughs> All right. See, respect the format. There you go. 20 minutes in and we're already mocking uh, Marty's Asian heritage. Uh, Marty's off on a print job. Oh, Handsome nice. man. Nice. Uh, congratulations, Marty. <laughs> uh, print job for what? I don't know. I can't wait to find out. Um, who perhaps there'll be a, an internet meme? Oh, um, yeah. From meme. from the job, um, miss you, Marty. Only a little. Um, 
kind of fun being in the driver's seat, I have to say. You're yeah, doing right? well. You're doing uh, I don't doing know about that, well. but it is kind of fun. Um, speaking of the format, uh, I'd like the listeners to get to know Emily a little better since oh, I did whoa. such a lousy job of introducing her. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do we have uh, the softballs? Ah, yes. You ready uh, for some theme music? You know, yeah, you ready for some softballs? Let's do some softballs. <laughs> These are questions <laughs> like that are easy to answer, don't worry. <laughs> okay. That's what a softball yeah. is. Right. No one knows anything about sports in this oh, podcast. That's not, the, that's not what we're doing yet. Hey, we'll do that later. Here it is. Here it is. Coming at you in threes. Gonna put you at ease. If you like it raw, well, tough. It's just bills. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sorry, Marty. Today All it's right. Bill's softballs. <laughs> um, so when we have guests on, we throw them a couple softballs, ask them super easy questions, get the conversation going, and we invite you guys to tweet in your answers for the conversations as well. Yes. Um, at Dan Marty. Yeah, tweet us, tweet in at, at Dan Marty. Um, and uh, first up, you're, oh, you are an actress mm-hmm. living in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. If you could be in anything living anywhere, where and what would it be? Ooh. I'm assuming you're an actress living in LA because that's what you want to be. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, LA and I don't always get perfectly along. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I would really like to be um, a, a, a companion on Doctor Who. All right. Oh. I would have I was to live. Kind of in... hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have to live in London. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if I, I was in London last October, and I can't do without the sun. So I don't know. Really? I think maybe. Yeah. Pale Irish girl who can't do without the sun. Yeah. I, I, Going I, against your genes. Well, it's it's more the cold bloodedness that, ah. than it is the yeah than it is. I just, you know, I can't get moving or digest food without direct sunlight. Nice. <laughs> 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 um, right. So not a practical answer. Uh, no. But uh, a good one nonetheless. If you had to be a companion, if you got to be a companion, yeah. which companion would you model yourself after? And which doctor would you like to be the companion of? Oh, uh, I, I have to say, I love Matt Smith. This doesn't was, count as a softball, by the way. Yeah. Still two more to come. Um, Matt, Matt Smith is my favorite doctor so far, which is really hard for me to say because David Tennant was my man for so long. He was great. He was fantastic. And I thought I would never love again. And then mm. Matt Smith happened and I just said to myself, holy shit. Matt Smith has, the, the, yeah. he, well, he has the charm, obviously. He, and he brings the intelligence. All the doctors that mm-hmm. have, have both those things. Um, but Matt Smith has a childlike curiosity that I love. Which the, I guess is, yeah. is, is another element of the doctor. I think he he embodies it particularly well, mm-hmm. and also um, he he doesn't have an intensity. Like I thought, Tennant and Eccleston mm-hmm. and some of the other doctors have this like eyeball bulging intensity yeah. about about their their doctors. Whereas sure. is uh, Tennant is or um, Smith really? I mean, his bread and butter is that playfulness. Yeah, um, childlike yeah, essence. Yeah, and I really appreciate it. Yeah. He actually reminds me very much of um, Tom Baker, who's still sure. my favorite doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and Layla was my favorite companion. Although, mm. I, I certainly became an, an Amelia Pond fan. Yeah. She's I got was, great legs. Never, yeah. never, never into Amelia. I was, great pair I'm, of getaway sticks. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, topically significant, uh, given uh, we started with kidnapping. Just, it's a theme. It's a theme. It's a callback. <laughs> Creepily bringing it back around. Ooh, Christopher Brown tweets in that he'd love to be a sports writer living in Liverpool, Liverpool or Sydney. Ooh, Sydney. Ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Liverpool's got a great football club. Yeah. And they've got the great the Cavern Club where the Beatles came up. Yeah. 
Right. This is the only two clubs. Four lads can... from Liverpool. So yeah. So if, what about any when? If you could be, I guess if you were a companion, you would be anywhere in time. And yeah. That wouldn't be a factor. Like if I could go back anywhere in time, where would I go? Yeah, just to expand the being an anything anywhere to an any when. I don't know. I'd kind of like to see Mongolia and China. You know, like God, you're weird. Mongols. And, <laughs> would you and, be a Mongol? Yeah, you know, ride the horses and have the great steak tartar. <laughs> you can do you can do both of those things in Glendale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I you know everybody would go to the Renaissance and you know all those things that we have a whole lot of. I don't know, Jesus. It's a softball. You get to the first softball. Yeah. You can't can flip out already. I just watched um. I just watched the the Cave of Forgotten Dreams, which is Ooh. a Werner Herzog documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be pretty interesting to go, you know, thirty two thousand years back in the future and watch people paint some shit on cave walls. Right. Would I would be down for that? I would not say no. It sounds like a good time. Yeah. Uh, James, yourself, and anywhere, 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 anything? anywhere. Um, if. Now, if if the travel was like Nightcrawler, kind of bamfy, right? I would bamf right into the most, I guess, the most important Hitler speech that he was giving, and bitch slap the fuck out of him, and then nice. bamf back, nice, <laughs> just like what the fuck, and then just see how that affects the course of history. Because yeah. see, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Butterfly wings. I don't want to fucking. I could have yeah. easily shot him in the head and then fucked the, the rest of the world up, you know. So just bitch slapped profusely in front of everyone and then bamf back out and then you right. know, leave them all going, what's the fuck? I don't know. That's, not, that's even horrible, more horrible accent. What is is? Yeah. Um, what he just said. for the wordplay, if I could Nightcrawler bamf, I'd bamf to bamf. Yeah. In uh, Canada. Mm. Oh, is there an actual, yeah. there's an actual Banff Canada? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. That's where I'm retiring. Um, I would love to be, well. Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I this this being a, an actor producer in LA is actually my fallback plan because I was not able to uh, sustain myself as a rocker in Cleveland. And yeah. if I could have, I never would have left. If I could have, yeah. if I could have broken it the way like Black Keys and and uh, now uh, Cloud Nothings and some of the other bands are starting to be able to sustain themselves um, and still have Cleveland as a home base. If I could have done Machine Gun Kelly, if I could have done that, I probably would have. No regrets, but... I'm sadly nostalgic right now. And if you say any when, mm-hmm. I'd be a rocker in Cleveland in the 50s. Oh, nice. Like the birth of the teen culture, cars were cool, girls wore great skirts all the time. So you don't like black people. Right. Okay. Yeah, niggers were in their place. <laughs> oh, no, God. Uh, and that's the Chinese usage of the word. Right. <laughs> nega. Nega. Um, <laughs> uh, we're getting... Right. Uh, ooh, uh, Michael loves the, the tartar as well. Um, so Someone's telling us they're listening to the show on Stitcher, but someone said they're also supposed to be on Ustream. Where? James, where can we send them to Ustream? I just uh, hit him with the link, but it is nice. Ustream.tv oh, <laughs> slash channel slash Jam Master Live. Nice. Uh, now, I saw something here. What is this? Uh, yeah, Darren, Darren met Colin Baker, one of the actual doctors who was fired, apparently. Uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with the Colin Baker years. I, I, I was Tom Baker all the way and then just got back into it and dipped into Eccleston and Tennant and uh, watched all the Matt Smiths. But I don't, uh, I don't know the, uh, are you, do you know the, are you just new gen I'm Doctor new Who? New gen. I can't hang. You don't like the old stuffy. No, <laughs> looking I can't, ones. Yeah, I can't. 
Can't get into it. Tyson lets us know he'd like to have been a competent doctor assigned to keeping Mozart alive or Quetzalcoatl. Nice. nice. I love that. And it's yeah. spelled properly. It is. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And Grant uh, reminds us, Neil, uh, Neil Gaiman uh, wrote an episode that's coming up that brings the Cybermen back into the Doctor I Who universe. I loved his, his, when he did the... Uh, the doctor's wife was that that was the, yeah. one that the, yeah. the episode where the uh, what was it the TARDIS was embodied, embodied in a in a in a woman in a woman I thought that was lovely <laughs> I, I I think that was a bit of a divisive a divisive episode I was it all my friends were split a lot of my friends were like oh god I hope he never writes it again and then, and then there were people like me who I just thought it was lovely what uh, what's what was the beef with it I don't I think oh I I know one of the beefs was that the uh, that the main villain was just a disembodied voice and never really felt like a threat to a couple of the viewers, I think some people found it like they just didn't they didn't like the personification of the TARDIS. They always felt like the TARDIS should have been a machine. What are you doing no. trying to make it a love interest that's bizarre? They got a little uh, squicky, as some might say. Uh, <laughs> I dug it. I thought it was fun. I yeah. thought it was a nice departure. I thought it was dear. Um, yeah. You're right, though. The, the, the old Doctor Who's are up on Netflix now, and I'm watching some of the Tom Baker ones, and it's it's a bit of a grind. I, I'm going to be honest, uh, I am trying to get my my roommate through the Chris Eccleston ones, and a couple of those, it's like I'm watching, it. he he turned to me after uh, the first one with the, uh, with the with the monsters that keep farting when they're in human skin, it's like the second or third episode, <laughs> and he looked at me and he's like, so this is this is a staple of nerd culture? Like just this, this look of like, please explain to me, because I, I really don't, and I was just like, please hold in, please just hang in there, and it gets better. But he didn't, he couldn't, he couldn't get back, get past a couple of the first Chris Ecclestons. I only watched a couple of those, because uh, they felt super corny. They're all... I mean, I mean Doctor Who is corny. Yeah, but the Stephen Moffat who came on when Matt Smith and Amelia Pond came on mm-hmm. brought an emotion and a heart to it. Well, no, no, no. He was writing. He was writing. He was the showrunner with Matt Smith, but he was writing it before. Ah. He, he was writing several. Episodes. I thought he was tied up with Sherlock before. No, Russell Davies was the showrunner okay. since it came on, and then every, since like, it came back in what two thousand five or so. Yeah, and. Uh, and uh, uh, Stephen Moffat wrote several episodes, and everybody knew the Stephen Moffat episodes because they were far and beyond the best. So of right. course they gave him, you know, yeah. the showrunner. But I'm not so sure that the show has gotten better since he's been the showrunner. I feel like it's kind of fall- fallen apart a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I'd say the opposite. I I enjoyed some of the David Tennant stuff, but something about casting, I just wasn't in love with it. And uh, mm-hmm. when I started, when Matt Smith showed up, I thought this is this is writing with vision. You know, the, really? the crack in the wall plot line that kept coming back and, and was woven through multiple seasons and the, the River Song storyline. Oh, God, River Song. Don't even get me started on River Song. I can't, I can't. I, that, I mean, that that to me was like the central pop, plot point that nobody actually gave a fuck about. I mean, is I anybody with me on this? Except, I mean. I liked it. I just, she, she was just, you can't, I really didn't feel like she added anything to the story. I felt like she kind of detracted to the mythos. I Oh yeah, oh, the man. Catherine Tate season is a little bit rough, which is unfortunate as well. Um, I'm still trying to picture you uh, argue the the finer points with your friend. Like it is really an intelligent right. sociopolitical <laughs> political statement on the world. It's like <laughs> no, really, just watch. <laughs> Uh, um, I liked River Song. I liked that a woman that looked like that was getting such a large role. Um, I thought she was yeah. she was a great actress who she, yeah. who who uh it was unconventionally 
sexy. Here's my main beef, was that the chemistry between her and Matt Smith was weird, because Matt Smith, as we've discussed, is, like his, is his, her, a childlike. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's innocent, like the idea of having, like, sexuality with him is like he would kiss you on the cheek or something. Right, but they and kept... And she's so hypersexual. But they kept alluding like to that it was a... Re- they kept alluding to it, it was a relationship that was going to happen. Like, he was meeting her, not realizing he was going to fall that in love with her. was the other problem. So it was like, it was just this nice, like, uh, cat and mouse game that didn't actually necessarily involve. But it wasn't a cat and mouse game. It was like a, it was. It I just was, said it was. No, it, it was, it was like. <laughs> a mouse and mouse game. Or. A cat and cat game. Oh. A <laughs> cougar and child. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you make a valid point. And simultaneously ruin it for me. I'm sorry, but uh, but I, I like that it was always something that was on the horizon, or a past that was yet to be uncovered, and that they didn't actually have to have that kind of like. She felt like a stalker to me, because because of that, because she, she knew, knew everything so about him, and he yeah. didn't know anything about her, and she was hyper familiar with him, and he always kind of had this like, what, who, I don't, you, who are Loving you? Loving the age of time travel, man. Yeah, get used to it. I mean, it was there was tragic. I thought it was tragic and beautiful that, like, you know, she was so in love with him and knew everything, and he didn't know anything, and they had to interact, and she had that horrible longing, longing and unrequited love. I mean, that was right. very poignant yeah. and very sweet. But the fact that she kept coming on to him when he clearly didn't know who she was was just right. a little bit made me. A <laughs> I don't know. That's usually my strategy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I do think she killed it as an actress, though. I, I thought yeah. she was smoldering. I thought she was she was smart. It was great to see. Not not to make a big deal out of it because uh, stories are stories, characters are characters. I don't mm-hmm. like a strong woman, a strong character. You know, yeah, it was just, but it, but it was great to see a woman who was so on top of it and just kicking everybody's ass and six steps ahead of the competition. At I all absolutely times. agree with that. that was, I absolutely that was agree exciting. with that. I, with, I think the it's, I actually think it was the director's responsibility to step in and say this might be getting a little creepy, but I think you know for what she was told to do, she nailed it, and I think she's awesome. Um. Uh, I would just like to point out that Darren is with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, Christopher Lexington's never spoke why he left. Uh, yeah, um, I've heard so many reasons about. I mean, so many rumors. Probably because he's a big he film star. You know? well, although he was doing mm-hmm. Heroes too, he's he's done plenty that of television. That was after. That was all yeah. after. The one that the one that my friends insist is true, like like they know anything, um, is <laughs> that uh, is that he did is that Chris I Eccleston... would just like to point out that my theory regarding his <laughs> yeah. early exit from the revamped Doctor Who. For those of you who are anywhere, everyone knows that Christopher Eccleston left the show because <laughs> he left the show because um, he didn't like the way that the uh, uh, the above the line was treating the below the line. That's the huh. wow. That's actually pretty admirable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those not in the in the industry, I think we've have talked about this before. But yeah. the uh, uh, above the line and below the line, the line is pretty much drawn on a production at producer. Yeah. So above the line, you have the actors, the writers, the executive producers, um, the bigwigs, the people who make the most money, and then below the line are the grunts, the line yeah. producers, the production assistants, the wardrobe and hair and makeup and extras and stuff like that. So, so to take that kind of stand, um, that's like George Clooney getting in a fist fight with uh, David O. Russell for um, slapping around an extra on We Three Kings. Is that what happened? That's the rumor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we deal in rumors in internet yes. radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what we live by. Uh, we got a greeting from Sweden from Stefan. Great to have you tweeting in. Yeah, I'm, I was a little... <sighs> It was a little cryptic, though, his message. Thank you, much obliged, because I sent him the, the, the link. Ah. And greetings from Sweden. And F. Noon, really? I think it's... <laughs> I had to go into the Swedish chef. I don't know. We're offending everybody. I'm sorry, guys. Don't feel bad about it. <laughs> we're all inclusive. 
Um, I think he was going to say fuck Cleveland. I think that's um, what that was. And then he just decided to fuck no one. All right. Darren Boy, is, I know that is not wearing pants now. Uh, <laughs> sexiest nerd voice ever. Much Emily. sexier than Kruger's. Much, much sexier we than had, Kruger's. We had some late uh, joiners here. Uh, PD. On the Ustream? On the on the Ustream channel. We have some late hey, hey. numbers uh, asking, who's the lady? Who's that lady? We're finding more and more about this lady through yes. the the medium of softballs. Yeah, you gave me one softball. And There's we went two to off come. On, and I ranted. We went one softball in a, in a rant. That's what the softballs are for. out of it. You're, you're hitting them out of the park. Several rants. To extend the, to extend the sports metaphor. Yeah, yes. I pitched sure. you a softball. You hit it. Now you run around the bases. <laughs> yeah. And then you, we just got home, and now I'm going to hit you another um, hit you with another softball. Okay. Um, all right. Just to recap, though, uh, your name, please, for the my name is Emily O'Hara. Emily O'Hara. And your middle name, please. Man Waring. Man Waring. Swear the, that's got to be Native and American. And the world goes what? Man Waring. Yeah. Deer running. Um, <laughs> right. Second softball. Um, okay. And this has been on my mind big time, and I throw this out to the listeners as well. If you could adopt any vice without its consequences. What, what would it be? Oh, I had one pop right into my head. Go with that um, one. Oh, it's so cliche, Go with it. but it's so sincere. Go um, with it. Drugs. Which drug? Let's get specific. Uh, hallucinogenics. I'd really Ooh. like to do a lot of hallucinogenics. I'd really like to do, um, and I'd like to mix them. God, this is terrible. I can't be saying <laughs> this to the world at large. I'd really like to do peyote huh. in a major way. You I'd are love, Native American. Uh, yeah, I'd love to do a Native Man American. Man-warring on peyote. Peyote ritual. Man-warring on peyote same. has been many moons yeah. since had been straight. Yeah. <laughs> really look forward to that. Uh, I'd love to. to uh, I, I'd love to do uh, like uh, mushrooms and ecstasy at the same time. This is Whoa. terrible. I'm not. In, I'm not no, interested in synthetic drugs. I mean, just as a curiosity to see, like, oh, what's that? Like? Oh, I guess if there were no consequences at all, that's my right. fear of synthetic drugs. Is right. is that that right? Um, MDMA, stain. not like not necessarily ecstasy, but MDMA in its uncut form. I mean, Molly? I have a lot of Molly. Action yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of I have a lot of respect for drugs, yeah. um, and I have a lot of respect for uh, you know the the experience of. But of course, you know the reason I don't do it is because of all that other shit that it right. just doesn't seem. Yeah, it doesn't seem. But worth you, it. it doesn't oh, come without some sort of yeah. price. Yeah. Maybe it's not a you know well, each drug has its own price. But if you if you weigh it against the you know the big the Pfizer's and all those they're they're mm. fucking drugs that they're putting out. Oh yeah, I'd rather fucking drop Molly's than yeah. <laughs> some of the shit. Yeah, I, I, I I was oh, popped yeah. up on goofballs just because I had some naproxen from my lower back injury. Yeah, and yeah. I, that's like God. I, this Day is Quill and way worse than when I got high yeah. and didn't want to be high anymore. Dayquil Nyquil is vicious stuff. Yes. Oh yeah, but you know, like for In me, such a good way. Pe- yeah. Like I would do a peyote ritual because I mean, when you have like that much of a community and that much respect and that much experience, and these people who really understand this drug and do it with purpose and with mm-hmm. ritual, yeah. yeah, then I feel like that that's that's pretty respectable and yeah. Well, well you definitely should do if you're going to do it. You, you got to do the sweat lodge. You have yeah. to do the whole. You know, you have yeah. to uh, you know pay respect the to the whole ritual. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I hear it's hell. I have a friend oh, who, yeah. who did yeah. a Native American peyote ritual. And he's like, and I said, oh, I'm dying to do that. And he just looked at me and said, you want to throw up for six hours right. straight? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, and I said. And you just get food poisoning and call it a wash. And I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so you've already, you've already had the experience yeah. for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and, just had food poisoning recently, right? 
Yeah, still getting over it. I mean, oh, wow. you might, really? you might hear my stomach might make an appearance. Some gurgling, gurgling. So we, we've got a fourth, uh, fourth uh, member yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. This week. Oh my yeah, god! Like, Want to softball my stomach? That's so embarrassing. Uh, for for me, it was embarrassing. The other night, I went to the Jane Silent Bob uh, Groovy movie. Uh, mm. Oh yeah, of course. Um, premiere at the uh, New Beverly, and literally, I'm sitting next to Ben Glebe. We're watching because we're both, you know, we both have parts in the movie. And we're, I'm sitting there next to him, and my stomach just wouldn't stop. <laughs> and I, I, I got to thinking, you know what? I'm going to fucking find a, uh, download a clip of a, st- or, you know, a sound effect of a grumbling stomach and just make it my ringtone so right. that when it happens, I go, no, 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 it's, it's right. my ringtone. I was blowing up. Yeah. I'm just People, people were really excited for yeah. me for the it's, premiere. It's the girls. Yeah. The girls. Were you hungry? Or were you nervous? Or I don't know what it was. I really wasn't hungry. I, I, maybe it was just a little bit of nerves. I don't know. Right. But yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. And uh, how was it seeing yourself up there on the big screen? Uh, as as a cartoon character? Yeah. Amazing. Nice. I mean, it, it's, you know, did they, the did they do time. like a caricature of you? Was it? Uh, it, he did, it was kind of a from the back, so I really didn't get. I mean, he was a photographer. I was a photographer, so right one line, and he just came in and was like, "You can't <laughs> <laughs> back out of the scene." So I, I didn't really get to see. But once I did get you the get DVD, a, did, I did you get, get like a woohoo from the audience for your for your appearance? Uh, yeah, me from me. Was, your stomach <laughs> growled <laughs> yeah, extra yeah. loud. What am I in an episode of Doctor Who? Yeah, I did get a woo from Marilyn though. Marilyn nice. was sitting next to me, and she, you know, of course. Excellent. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, any vice you'd uh, jump on? Um, I, like you know, anything now, you I would have... incorporate in your life if it didn't have such a price? Uh, you know, I do. Uh, honestly, I've I've done the, I've taken the Molly train, and mm-hmm. uh, I do really like that uh, strain or that. That delivery, as opposed to like the triple stacks and all that shit, mm. that you know, I've done that too. And you know, back in my hanging out at rave days, and not that I was a raver, right? But there's a difference between hanging out at raves and being a raver. Yeah, um, some cute girls you know, at raves. Oh I man, have never even. But once this started, yeah, no, creepy old guy with gray fucking beard right. at a rave, <laughs> yeah, not, not so cool. Um, but I, I mean, or. Coolest dude in the house. Or coolest yeah. dude in the house. Cool as the other side of the pillow. Straight out yeah. of the fridge. Yes. Um, so I've done that. And I think I think MD, I think I think the the uh, pure MDMA. Mm. I would uh if I didn't if I wasn't worried about becoming a permanent retard. Right. Yeah. You know. Uh I used to work at a at an art gallery downtown and to bring in big lumps of cash and short amount of time, they would host raves and the place would get trashed and we'd have to repaint mm. the whole thing. Uh, I, I couldn't handle the scene. I couldn't stand the music. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of being around people who are on drugs. And uh, I really didn't get like the baby pacifiers and the lollipops and the whole like child, like intentional child right. embracing this inner child thing while on drugs, which is the so unchildlike. You know, it, it, yeah. I just couldn't understand any of it. And then, uh, and then someone started. ODing and all their friends bailed on him, and, it, and you oh, know, I was just, just like so so much for a community. Um, uh, but at the end, it was the morning. It was like seven a.m., and I was cleaning up piles and piles of flyers that just for all these other events upcoming that everyone just tossed on the floor. Which sure. is also like, it's like you know the the parking lot of Grateful Dead concert. Like, oh, yeah, you're yeah. a great community, but you sh- leave your shit everywhere, everywhere, and ruin everything for everyone else. It's like, ugh. Uh, and as I was cleaning up, uh, a homeless guy came by in a cart saw one of the flyers and was like, oh man, I used to 
I used to host raves back in the day. And I was like, yeah. No, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> what happened? Hell. Uh, um, oh not to shit on the rave culture. But um, I, uh, I have twice in the last month enjoyed a cigarette. Uh-huh. I really miss smoking a lot. You used to be a. I used to smoke frequently. I was never a pack smoke. a day. Yeah. Uh, when I lived in Dublin, and the, you know, the, the, there was no cigarette ban in bars. Um, I was in a band with guys who everyone in the band smoked. We'd smoke on stage during shows. Mm-hmm. Um, smoked plenty when I drank. I didn't usually smoke during the day. I wouldn't smoke in the morning. Mm-hmm. Maybe after lunch or if, like at a band practice, we took a break. Yeah. Um, and I did buy cigarettes. Like I wasn't an eternal bummer. I did buy. Yeah. Um, and then just stopped. Didn't quit. Just stopped. Right. And then in Cleveland, I was bartending. I started up again because I was bored behind the bar. Again, the band wasn't on yet. And then just had one and was like, oh, that didn't feel good. And then I had another one. And I was like, ah, oh, that didn't feel good. And then I just stopped. Mm. Uh, and now I'm like every three years, I'll have one. But I've had two recently and really enjoyed them both. And it's been long enough that I'm still buzzing. Not still four days later, but <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> when I smoke the cigarette, I still get a a, a nice buzz off it. You know? Yeah. Um, and if yeah, the, yeah, if that get, didn't hurt, if that didn't hurt yeah. my chest the way it does, if that if I didn't feel as lousy the next day at the gym, and if it didn't make my hangover that much worse, if I could smoke without consequence, I would yeah. totally be a Smoking. smoker. Yeah. Huh. I just uh, love did it. Have you, did you try the uh, the e-cigarette uh, option? Uh, no, because what I like about it is. The burn, the smell. It's more of the, the, the pain. The, uh, the visceral. Yeah. You want it to the, hurt. I like having it between my fingers and rolling it between my fingers. You can do that with the e-cigarette. It doesn't look cool. I like smoking because I like film noir. <laughs> I didn't uh, smoke yeah. e Bogart wasn't on e-cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, I, I started smoking uh, Lucky Strikes for a while, non-filtered, because of thanks to, uh, what was that uh, fucking movie, The Untouchables? With uh, Costner and... Yeah. and um, Oh, what's his name? James Bond. Jesus yeah, Christ. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Um, if you want to pitch to the hospital, you should want to pitch to the morgue. Yes. That is such a kick-ass movie. Yeah. I still love that movie. I love but when he grabs the, the dead guy and puts yeah. him up against the window as if he's alive yeah. to scare the guy into confessing. Puts the gun in his mouth and poof. Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. And the great homage to the Odessa Steps. Yes. The Odessa Step sequence from yes. Battleship Potemkin. Yes, there's an homage to the Odessa Step <laughs> sequence in Battleship Potemkin. Fantastic. In a nerd voice. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an homage to the Odessa Step sequence from Battleship Potemkin? <laughs> oh my God, my nipples are hard. Stop that. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, if you guys silence. got any vices you're, you're down with, um, there's a. Yeah, Tyson's coming in saying, yeah, the hallucinogens, all about it. Can I change my vice to, I want my vice to be um, being cougar rapey about Matt Smith. Can that be my new vice? Uh, nah, let's stick with Lucy Jones. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't even like the word cougar rapey as, as, a, as a thing. I don't want that to yeah. be a, a thing that's out there. That's the name of my the next world. band. Cougar rapey? Yeah, cougar rapey. James and the cougar rapies? Yeah. <laughs> we do all Donna's cover songs. <laughs> Take it off. Anyway, um, we got one more softball. Um, oh God! There's coming at one. you in threes. In threes. <laughs> um, this is the third part of them coming at you in threes. Uh, what's your favorite? You're a storyteller. Mm-hmm. You love stories. I do. What is your favorite way to ingest stories? Movies, television, live theater. 
oh, books. Oh, Jesus. That's not even fair. Standing around the campfire through the call, oral tradition? I have to call... <laughs> I have to call. I have to call uh, shenanigans on that because it's also different. It's also you can't. You really cannot do one without the other because each medium is so perfect in its own way that you you really can't have one at the expense of another. Like I can't imagine having to watch movies for the rest of my life without ever being able to read a book or a comic book. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying which is your favorite. Oh, I, uh. it's like comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. Well, which do you like better, apples or fucking oranges? <laughs> Answer the fucking question. I, you can't that was my rant it's there like you go. what's your favorite Beatles song nothing they're all fantastic uh, Tomorrow Never Knows at the end of Revolver bam really answer the question oh man <laughs> I don't know it, just because you like one doesn't mean you dislike the other and yes of course there's certain moods there's certain blah there's bleh. I'm gonna say comic books comic really books like comic books there you go I love the hell out of a good comic book good yeah. for you Yes. And, but I think a lot of that boils down to uh, the leniency that comic books are permitted that aren't permitted in, you know, film, television, and in, in even terms in of, stage. In terms of it's violence, like, in terms of believability, because special effects have, have an artificial nature to them, whereas a drawing is the truth just, in a comic. Like, if you have any idea at all, any idea, whether it's, you know, whether it's racy or risque, or whether it's pedestrian can be expressed, whether it's cougar rapey whether it's cougar rapey <laughs> can be expressed well in a comic book you know and and you don't have to there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to put it in a comic book because you can show anything mm-hmm. you can do anything and the censors are really lenient um whereas you know on stage you're so limited by just the, you know practicality in film you're limited by censorship same thing with television i mean and in and, and, or in books you're limited with with no visuals you know, and you, you just mm-hmm. get words. Whereas in comic books, you get everything. You've got the visuals. You can use you can use image. You can use language, and you can you can go anywhere and do anything. And so I think, you know, I think really fascinating storytellers are drawn to comic books because of that. You know, the yep. kinds yeah. of stories that get told there are usually a little bit more expansive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, your comics as well. Yeah, yeah. I um. Christopher Brown leaned towards movies, but Close Runner Up would be audio books. Hey, hey, Good now. I had a wonderful nice. experience with Shatner's Star Trek memories on cassette tape <laughs> nice. uh, when I was driving cross country solo. Mm. Um, thanks, Bill. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't thanking myself for that awesome story. I was thanking Bill Shatner. Mr. Shatner. Shatner. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am increasingly finding that I might, my, my answer might be television. Yeah, in spite really. of its limitations, hmm. in spite of you know the number of episodes needed to tell a story, diluting its intensity, sure. um, because you have deadlines uh, and turnaround, um, lower budgets, yeah, lower budgets, uh, more restrictions because of sponsorship and and networks and more mm-hmm. cooks, so many more cooks. So um, what is it you like? What I like about it is its serialization. Mm-hmm. I love cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. I love being able to follow a character over years and years of their life without having to see someone wearing a cheesy old person makeup in a film. Right. Um, just just the, the, the scope of the storytelling. Um, yeah, I appreciate that as well. I, I really enjoy it. I enjoy, like, look, like, you know, tune in next week. That, that You can get that with comic sense. books, though. You can, and yeah. I did. And I would, I would ride to, up to Kovacs, uh, you know, the, every two weeks because some things came out uh, bi-monthly or, or some things came out, uh, they staggered when new issues came out. It wasn't like everything came out the first of the month. Some of them came out 
in the middle of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a long time to wait, and it was always it was always worth it. Um, but I understand what you're saying about television. I mean, I, I usually don't watch television while it's on the air. I usually catch right. up after it's off yeah. here because I can't bear that not being able to know what happens yes. next. I That's just why I watch... haven't watched Dexter. And I'm like fucking, I just saw the promo for like the last season. I guess this is going to be the last season, the mm. next one. And I haven't watched in like a season and a half. I've taken a little bit longer than I normally do. Yeah. But that's why I have to, if I'm going to watch it, I want to watch it play. You know, I want to watch it all back to back. I want to fucking marathon it. I can't, right. I can't wait for the cliffhanger. My grandfather was into the old serials. I can't. I can't do it. I'll fucking go crazy waiting for that next. I'm like that right now with Bates Motel. Right. Oh. Yeah. I actually I miss that uh, because you can just pile them on. I mean, Friday Night Lights did that to me. I would watch an episode yeah. before going to bed, and there would be a huge cliffhanger. I'd be like, well, I have to yeah. keep going. There was something satisfying about that, of course, but I also missed when I used to be obsessed with Angel, which, God, just does not hold up. Um, <laughs> right. Just like <laughs> driving home from work like a madman because it's like whatever it was, eight or it was on at eight, I think, maybe yeah. nine. Um, I don't know. I was so eager to get home to see it because I, I couldn't wait to see what I, I'm I definitely miss that um, and I, you can still do that with with obviously with things that uh, that are currently on the air but I don't I'm not a live TV watcher either yeah I'm I'm actually in trouble I've, I've gotten myself in a situation with Game of Thrones I mean I love that show oh my god I, and I didn't watch it I didn't watch it until the first two seasons had already passed because I knew I was gonna love this show and everyone's right. like "You're Emily you're gonna love this show you have to watch it and I was like you don't understand I'm gonna love this show I can't watch it and now I've <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've I've burned through the first Emily, two Emily here's something you'd really enjoy no, no keep it away from me <laughs> keep it away from me back off um, I only know I'm alive because I feel the pain <laughs> but see I'm in the situation now where I've watched season one and I've watched season two and I've watched the first episode of season three but it's it's like I have to hold off because I know what's going to happen is I'm going to get up to date and then I'm going to be in the same boat as all the uh. other suckers and 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 spend you know each week biting my fingernails for what happens next and yeah. I don't want to be that needy person yeah. that <laughs> needy television viewer right <laughs> well I learned my lesson from what was it we I think we talked about it uh, last week or the week before that superhero family fucking show with Michael Chiklis as the oh dad. yeah yeah and uh, Julie Benz yeah. Um, I was speaking I of Angel still, and Dexter. I'm still pissed about that because I was invested in that fucking right. show and they canceled it. Yeah, Michael makes that point as well, tweeting uh, in when the show gets canceled, the cliffhanger is yeah. just brutal. Yeah, yeah. That that is that is what's so hard about TV is so often it doesn't get wrapped up. I mean, I'm still wondering what what's going on in the world of wizards and warriors. Yeah. And uh, you know, what's Manimal up to now these <laughs> Man- days? Animal. And uh, <laughs> Street Hawk, you know, is, did he ever hang out with Michael Knight? Did uh, they ever right? combine on a mission? Street Hawk. Um, I I, uh, someone just tweeted Jeff Strong, just tweeted in, uh, rest in peace, Ray Harryhausen. Terrible really? news. I don't. Ray Harryhausen is the stop motion master who started yeah. on Son of Kong. Inspired by his his hero was the stop motion master behind King Kong, and he actually worked on Son of Kong. But then he did Clash of the Titans would be his most yeah probably uh, sure. biggest bo- box office success. But he did the Seven Voyages of Sinbad, Sinbad, yeah, um, Jason and the Argonauts, Aww. Jason and the, 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 the um, I fucking love that. Yeah, the, the skeleton sword fight, yes. and yes. that's that's one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
That's heartbreaking. Do you think they're going to do that at his uh, like at his viewing? If they have a wake for him, they're going to fucking right. Yeah, bust it out. <laughs> why, should, like a live... why wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. They should stop. He would love that. Fucking yeah, he'd love that. There was a great Harryhausen. Uh, no ordinary family. There the you go. The show. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Christopher Brown. Uh, Ray Harryhausen. Uh, there was a great Harryhausen exhibit. Um, I think at the Academy where they actually had his old models. They they had the model of the Medusa and the Kraken. Oh. Um, and uh, and from, from he, he did some sci-fi, some like futuristic sci-fi stuff too, some space stuff, um, and had all the stories about like they actually had the crab. He he went to a restaurant, ordered a crab, and the, took the shell and then animated it and they <laughs> wow. like cleaned it out and animated it. And they had all this uh, the stuff he did just in his in his parents' house um, as a kid, just as he taught himself. And then he had, they had they had a lot of footage from projects he was working on before his career blew up that he was like passion projects he was mm-hmm. doing fa- a series of fairy tales oh, uh, King Midas and, and it just incredible stuff and they had all the dolls from that did you guys ever do that growing up did you ever get you know my brother and I used to get these G.I. Joes yeah and we had this 8 millimeter film camera and we used to do epic battles and yeah nice. now I didn't do the camera yeah. we used to I used to we me and my nerdly self, I used to... <laughs> That's two of you. Yeah. There's you and to, there's nerd you. Of course. My secret identity. I used to pose them, my, my G.I. Joe, especially the G.I. Joes, because they were very articulate for... Mm-hmm. Action. Know, Star Wars action the, figures were like fucking... Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, they were very stiff-armed, but the G.I. Joes had the bending elbows and... And then, then, and then then did the spinning arms, too. Yes. What was that? I know... Uh, um, Eddie Murphy called it the Kung Fu Grip, but that's not yeah, what it was. No. It was, uh, but it did have a name. And then they reissued yeah. some of the older ones and put in that mobility. Yes. Uh, I used I to pose mine fighting and, and doing all kinds. You know, it was pretty cool, except for the fact that I was, I think, sixteen. So right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, in lieu I used of to dating, yeah, um, yeah, I uh, I did I did some stop motion stuff. I definitely used the VHS camcorder to make home movies with. Mm-hmm. You know, incorporating Star Wars figures, G.I. Joe figures, and um, fireworks. Mm. Uh, and, like, using the AT-AT head because it, it actually moved. And the, right. the, the barrel, the guns at the at the cheeks actually moved. And, oh, that's cool. Um, and then I used a di- – you know, remember the disc shooter guns? The plastic? Yeah. It shoots the round disc that almost looks like the thing you put inside a forty five. Okay. Um, uh, held that under the camera. And and like off camera it was like uh, launch the launch the fleet yeah it was like doo, 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 and you just see these discs like shooting out from under the uh, oh. that's, that's pretty pretty dope special effects that's Harryhausen City nice. right there nice but uh, uh, respect to Harryhausen he yeah. he and uh, he and Bradbury childhood friends who who both grew up in in fantasy and, and blew up in the industry together wow um, yeah. that's a shame and he's extremely eloquent man yeah. very gifted. What Very was that? sad to hear that he Didn't passed. Didn't he do, uh, what was the movie uh, with the big dinosaur or whatever monster on the uh, Golden Gate Bridge? Oh, uh, yes. That was his, uh, it, cr- cr- it came from 2000 BC came, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's the top of the hour. You're listening to the oh. Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Networks. Got our special guest, Emily O'Hara. Hello. She uh, hit all the softballs out of the park. Um, yeah. But still getting to know her. Somebody tweeted in, it was a little bit back, but somebody tweeted in, where can we see Emily? On the big screen or on the stage? Um, uh, well, uh, you can do... Quickly justify your career as an actress <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to our listeners. <laughs> Make me. Prove to uh, them that you're not just another wannabe in a town full of them. I'm, uh, I'm on a stage at uh, Theatricum Botanicum this summer. I'm going to be in two shows up there. And... Uh, 
Theatricum uh, Bawada? Theatricum Botanicum, Will Gears Theatricum Botanicum, which is one of the most beautiful. It's probably the most beautiful theater in Los Angeles. And I can say that nice. just because it's outdoors, it's in the canyon, mm. it's in nature. Oh, and wow. so Topanga it's, Canyon? It's in Topanga Canyon. And so it is, it's, it's gorgeous. Um, and everybody there is. It's incredible. And, um, Swivel arm battle grip. Thank you, Cliff is. Kennedy. Not yeah. to shit on your <laughs> acting career, yeah. but that's yeah. what I wanted to hear. Yes. <laughs> oh, God bless the live listeners. Swivel arm yeah. battle grip. G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. Um, <laughs> and uh, you've done you've done some films. You were in, you were in uh, New Mexico for a while doing Al- yeah. Albuquerque. Yeah, I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Getting film? actual... No, I was getting like big stuff in Albuquerque. Uh, that's the only time I've ever been on, you know, on television and uh, in feature films. And we made a feature film that's still... Still, still in in release hell. It's trying to get distribution and whatnot. And then I moved out here, and I'm uh, and it's not so good. It's yeah, it's a little bit harder out here. It's kind of hard in the country mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I got a I got a commercial the other day, and that was when I Congratulations. got. Congratulations! Thank nice. you. That is when I got. Food poisoning from the craft services there. Oh, that's lovely. So I was sick on little, a commercial. Little gift. Yeah. Little gift from set. Uh, were you the only one that got food poisoning? I don't think I was, because uh, a couple people looked pretty peaked. A lot of people run into the bathroom, but nobody the said anything. The honey wagon? Yeah, the honey wagon. Nobody said anything. Uh, I didn't say anything either, and I thought about it afterwards, because like, what the hell are you going to do? What the hell are you going to say? Right. You know? Uh... Hey guys, I'm gonna call in sick. Can we do this tomorrow? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you could say, "Don't hire that caterer again." Uh, that's. Yeah. Do you think it was craft services or catering? The distinction being, catering. the caterers actually do the full-on meals, like yeah. the breakfast and lunch, with the actual sit-down meals. Craft services is just sort of a table of snacks, snacks. and things that you graze on throughout so, the day. So yeah, it was catering. It was catering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it? A, did it feel like a low-budget shoot with a low-budget caterer? No. Or did it? They, no. had, they had the real deal caterer, yeah, so it just went was, wrong. This was this was all lovely. Um, everything was lovely. Just think something went wrong with the fish. Ah, Boy. fish. Always yeah, a gamble. Be careful, yeah. Um, and what's the spot for? Uh, Are you contractually obliged not to say? Yes. Hey, hey. How about this? Where does the spot air? Where can we see it? <laughs> you can't. It's in Germany. Hey! hey. <laughs> Emily and I, superstars in the German advertising Yay. market. Yeah, give us your, your uh, Heineken. Deliver the line again. Gnomine beer. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not, you don't, is that your, it's not your voice in the commercial, is it? It was just then. Right, 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 right. See? But no, it is not he my voice. He can do it. It he is not my voice. He can do it. But I'm, I'm Pay him more. Wow. Um, Frieze champ. Um, is, is a word they say in the commercial <laughs> at some point. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, so great. So we have to go to Germany and. Yeah, we should get free flights hook from up. some German person. Yeah. <laughs> go over there and, 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 and hook up. And watch our commercial. Look like a super team. Uh, this is hilarious. When I was shooting pickups for the Ava commercial, uh, I got a little drunk. And this was pickups. So the, air, the, the commercial had been airing, but we were in the middle of nowhere. And I kind of thought, you know, somebody somewhere was going to... This is super uh, selfish. But I thought somebody somewhere might recognize me because I'm on the... You're the man. Right. So you're walking around with the bottle. Right. Yeah, the the, yeah, and I was like, no, no, you don't want to hold on to the costume tonight, guys. <laughs> you know, you don't need to pack. You don't need to dry clean it. I'll, I'll just take it out. Um, and we were going out to pubs and stuff on this small island, Northern Eye. Um, and no one gave a shit. And even if they did, they wouldn't have told me anyway. It, it was... 
it was totally lame of me to, to want that in the first place. But I got pretty buzzed and went back to the hotel, and I was like, I'm going to stay up late watching German television because I'd never seen... I'd done a few ads, but I'd never seen an ad of mine on television, mm. ever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what better ad to see than a German ad in Germany? Um, so I stayed up kind of kind of loaded, even though I had like a 6 a.m. call. I was like, I'm going to watch German television. <sighs> and uh, I watched for like maybe half an hour, and I finally turned it off when my friend's poker online poker ad came on. My friend Alex, That's his right. ad came on in Germany. And I was like, oh, oh, nice. fuck you, man. Yeah, right? Bullshit. <laughs> and then I felt really like, ugh, what a loser that I'm sitting here trying to watch myself on television. Like that, <laughs> that, was, that was the world, that was the universe telling me, hey, asshole, hey, go yeah. to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> um. <laughs> Somebody just burned you. Michael, I believe, has just burned you. Heineken. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's not a Heineken ad. It's a Yever ad. It's oh, Yever. Yever is, yeah. is a crisp Pilsner beer. Oh, so we're all still friends here. We're all yeah, still and friends. Heineken is shit. Ugh, Heineken's yeah. awful. I don't drink beer. Um, you guys know where bad. the term Christopher Brown asked? We know where the term craft services come from. I didn't know it was craft with a K. Sounds German when you spell it that way. Yeah. Kraft. Kraft services. Kraft. <laughs> um, Tyson, and, um, Tyson actually, <laughs> of course, uh, put the link, the wiki link for craft services. Let's see. I'll pull it up too. Um, yeah, because I don't. I have no. I don't know where that comes from. Active I do know that the honey wagon is a military term. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's just a it's just a euphemism, basically. Well, yeah. Because it's the shitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I that. <laughs> I think yeah, honey. From I the, think the, honey the, wagon might be a euphemism. I don't think there's oh, honey all right. in there. All right. No need to mock me. <laughs> no need to mock me. <laughs> Poo. At least to a better voice. <laughs> honey wagon. <laughs> when it, Winnie the Pooh, I think there's That's a... That's my Mocking Bill voice. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> pretty good. <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> um, All right. I don't I'm know what's going slow. on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bright, but I'm not slow. Um, um, was, it, uh, was it Jenny Marie? Someone tweeted in about Hemlock Grove. Uh, no, it was Allison. Allison. Hey, Allison. Asking what we think of Netflix releasing the whole season of Hemlock Grove. I think they did the same with... Um, Game of Thrones? No, Game of Thrones. House of Cards? Something yes. of somethings? Yeah. <laughs> something of something plural? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I got no beef with it because that is how I ingest shows now. I mean, I'm watching yeah. West Wing that way. So I, I got no beef with it. I don't know that if I were behind it, I don't know. Well, I don't know if that's how I would want my show released because I would want, even if it was just daily, yeah, like one episode like- a day, it'd be fun to have some kind of rollout versus like here, here's Here's everything, and that's all we got. It would be nice to sort of keep the community of viewers all on the same page. That's my only thought. Because like Netflix right. doesn't Netflix doesn't lose anything by releasing it all at once. Because you think of their format, um, but you know, like it's so nice when you, like when you have the whole community together and talking about it and experiencing and witnessing things at the same time. You think you have a little bit stronger fan base, maybe. I don't know. I'm right. just making. I make shit up and then I say it. Welcome to <laughs> Internet Radio. <laughs> I'm going to indulge in a loud snack. Um, tell Go us the it. dates of these shows that we can see while I indulge in my loud snack. You know what? I don't know. Uh, I think one of them starts in June, and I think the other one starts after that. <laughs> that <makes sense. laughs> there you go. That, that makes sense. I can't argue with that. Um, who are you in um, Midsummer Night's Dream? I'm Hermia in Midsummer Night's Dream, but the really exciting thing is, is that I'm, we're doing a production of Merlin, which is looking pretty Interesting. It's an original. Who's, who's Merlin? Uh, Not who is Merlin, but who wrote it? Oh, who wrote it? W H O S E. Who's Merlin? Oh, who's Merlin? I see what you're saying. Um, 
It is an original piece that is written by uh, uh, Ellen Gear, I believe. I think I believe she has a co-writer, but Ellen's writing it, and it's. I've read the first couple pages, and it looks pretty fascinating. But in that, I play Nemu, and Nemu, for those of you who know Merlin, was Merlin's wife. Uh, some believe unwittingly, unwillingly, his wife, and uh, she later kills him with one of his own spells. And it is also in some mythologies that she is the uh, the lady in the lake. Wow! And I got really, Aww. really stoked to be cast as her. So you're wow. you're, <clears throat> you're a bit of a sorceress yourself. I am a bit of a sorceress. Nice. Yes, to be sure. No, that's why I didn't she. Know Merlin was murdered by his wife. I know. Yeah. I never... yeah. Bitches. And yes, Darren, I am E M E L I E. I am not the the new. Oh yeah, that's a really novel. bad spelling. It is so confusing. It's Gaelic, which I didn't know. No, until... it's just gay. <laughs> I didn't know this until I went to. I went to. I finally got yeah, one. You got one. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Off. That's all right. Is that the, that's the true Irish spelling? Yeah, I, the the joke in the family was that it was uh, French. Because the French is E-M-I-L-I-E, but it was uh, a typo. That's what I've been telling everybody for uh-huh. most of the years of my life. And then I went to uh, London in October, and I met a Glaswegian who said, Oh, you spell it the Gaelic way. I, well, he, mm-hmm. he, oh, yeah, spell it the Gaelic way, is what he said. Um, <laughs> and I said, really? And then he ate a bowl of uh, <laughs> Lucky Charms. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Irish. Oh, sorry. And then he pulled a haggis out of his <laughs> yeah, Haggis, yeah. yeah. There you go. Chomped it raw. <laughs> <laughs> My God! So that's that conversation killer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> uh, Darren said he searched for you uh, and got a topless model. Yeah, there's and a then topless model. Didn't I'm... tweet the photo, Darren. Yeah, dare you, Darren? Whose side are you on here? <laughs> yeah, no, she's lovely. It's not she's too early a for boobs. Really beautiful woman. <laughs> Um, Shares my name. I did a, uh, a version of Midsummer Night's Dream in high school, mm-hmm. and it was like sort of like an updated rock and roll version, um, oh, where the um, the fairies were like punk rockers, and the what's the other camp? There's there fairies, the, fairies and the court, and the mechanicals. I don't remember that. The mechanicals are the people who put on the play, but the others were something else. And then the um, lovers. And, and then I was the in the rock band, and we were on stage on a on a high rise, uh, high riser, on That's a riser, cool. uh, playing like rock songs in between. Nice. And we ripped. We didn't write very much of our own stuff, so we did. Uh, <laughs> when one of the characters' themes was the uh, baseline, not the uh, under pressure sample, but the other, the uh, the verse baseline from Ice Ice Baby, the And then uh, when the when the it was like hand in hand, Mary Grace, we shall sing and bless this place, or something like yeah. that. Um, we did a Metallica riff. And Justice for All was huge that, that year. Yep. Nice. We totally bit it. And our director um, had played, he was a real actor. He'd played the bartender uh, at the Regal Beagle on Three's oh, Company. Oh, nice. <laughs> and he, he, was our, he was our director for nice. that production. Um, a right. star. Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a big deal. It was a big deal, and I I watch that show all the time. I think that's where my love of physical comedy, which now yeah. is in the Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd, Charlie yeah. Chaplin world, um, I think it started with um, Jack Tripper. He's a great uh, he's a great physical comedian. Yeah, and there were there were tons of like falling over sofas and never saw that. Show. Uh, no, it's great. Mm. That wasn't necessarily a great show, but he was a great physical he was comedian. A great Jason Ritter, I, I was, John Ritter, John Ritter. I was heartbroken when he passed, man. That was just yeah. 
and unnecessary. Know. Yeah, he had a congenital uh, heart defect heart, that that yeah. was easy enough to find and easy enough to avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was brutal. Mm. Yeah. Um. Uh. There's two things I want to talk about. They both kind of upset me. Um, I'll start with the one that upsets me the least. Uh, Are these rants? No, these these wouldn't be rants. Okay, uh, I'll probably get angry <laughs> shortly. But um, <laughs> joy. So a couple 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 DUIs in in the news these days. Uh, the two two Cleveland Browns draft picks Oy. been in the news. One was busted for prostitution. The other busted on DUI, and that's part of that whole uh, cult of invincibility in sports that I that I just don't understand. No. It's like when you're when you're big and strong and you get that big contract, you just go rob banks because you think you can do anything, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you read the actual book, Friday Night Lights, um, about um, high school Texas football. But uh, some of those kids um, literally went bank robbing because they were high wow. school prospects who were elevated as stars and they just thought they were invincible and they could do whatever they yeah. wanted. Huh. Um, so they just went around robbing banks, which is like, that's what do you wild. need? You don't even need if you if you play your cards right, like you are a bank. You're going to yeah. print money. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but you know, Goofball. I guess that was the vice they they wanted because they thought there were no consequences. Yeah, that right. Um, but of course, Reese Witherspoon also. Um, Did you watch that video? No, I, I can't watch those train wreck videos of people making thing, fools though, of themselves. It's, she, I don't think she did. To be perfectly honest, she's obviously drunk. Oh, she's you obviously cannot upset. say. Do you know who I am? Do you know my? You can't. But she didn't say it. I mean, just like you cannot it came play that card and not be a dick. Maybe I'm desensitized because of some of the shit that we've seen. But out of all of like the the cop cam videos I've ever seen, I was not scandalized in the least. I mean, yeah. like she, she but, just she, was up. She was just upset and drunk. And a little, and a little stupider than usual. I don't. But it wasn't sensational. And she didn't say anything outrageous. She's not Mel Gibson, right? I'm right. sorry. She's just not that interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, like, would that it had been Mel Gibson. We're yeah, due. Or Charlie Sheen. God, yeah, I miss we're due Charlie for another Sheen public meltdown from those dudes. Crazy right? shit. <laughs> um, if you were, if you were, say a celebrity, yeah, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe this Midsummer Night's Dream thing is gonna let's not go pay let's huge not go dividends. Control, yeah. <laughs> um, would is there any is there ever a situation you can imagine where you would pull the um, do you know who I am? Do you know, do you know am my card? name card? Uh, um, yeah, I can imagine like if if like if I was a fanta- if I was a very very famous like comic book writer in my this is my fantasy here I am fantasy. do it and do it in the voice <laughs> so if I was a very famous comic book writer an author if you will um, and somebody was trying to speak to me about say you know <coughs> some very important incident that happened in the uh, timeline of comic books All right. I Go I back to your normal voice. what I was talking about then yeah I would say do you know who I am? <laughs> uh, do you, can I have your autograph? Uh, do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've actually had that exact situation happen to me. I've Somebody been, asked you for an asked, autograph yeah. and you say, do you know who right. I am? I was like, I'm, I know you think I'm somebody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? You, you're thinking I'm the topless Emily O'Hara. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I keep my clothes on for the most part. Um, uh, Tyson asked if it was Paul Ainsley or Brad Blaisdell from uh, the Regal Beagle. Neither of those names are familiar. I don't think he was a super regular. I think he only was on this show once or twice. I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can dig it up for you guys. Because um, I don't. I don't. 
I don't, I don't remember offhand. It was senior year of high school. I mean, it was like five years ago. How <laughs> am I supposed to remember? <laughs> okay, so that's the first thing that pissed you off. Yeah. But can I say? Well, it didn't necessarily piss me off. It just fascinates me that 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 whole, that whole culture of like I'm famous, so it's okay if I'm driving drunk because I, I get a I get out of jail free card because you know what's I'm always famous. weird to me is when you get somebody like this who's who's obviously very rich and famous and probably much de- desired and and, and they marginally get, talented and, and not actually attractive if you look at her closely. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about this, 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 this uh, football player who just got oh, busted. I'm attacking Reese Witherspoon unnecessarily. I know you are. And she, yeah. Um, <laughs> She's okay. not pretty enough to be that famous, so I'm going to undercut her. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a if woman. If you were hot, you could have gotten away with it. Um, no, but this football player got busted for prostitution, yeah? Yeah, Isn't not that being a prostitute. But, but prostitute for soliciting, soliciting a prostitute. But like... Couldn't he have who? It's so strange. That's when I would have pulled the Do You Know Who I Am card and not had to pay for sex. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you know who I am? No. Uh, do you know who I am? No. Ah. Do you know who? Oh, you do. Oh, sweet. Let's go. When powerful men go and get prostitutes, it's 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 strange. Yeah, it's something really? that I don't. I yeah. Don't that really I don't. Why do I? I don't understand prostitution. Full stop. Uh, I don't understand why it's illegal. I mean, I'm I'm horny all the time and have no outlet, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to do that. Um, I don't know. I I don't uh, I don't understand what's sexy about it. I don't understand I don't what's fun about it. There's got to be a power thing, not just a sex. thing. It must. It it absolutely must. And I yeah. I'm, I'm. Or you want something that's so strange that nobody nobody would do it without making you pay for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or you just. I mean, some people just get off on being bad. Yeah. Like you you, you yeah. Even, the you, like you could rush. probably cheat on your wife. With someone else, but you choose to do something so bad, you know, it's more of an insult or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, I've, I I've been talking a lot on the show about power and how much it confuses me. How how desperate people are for for a sense of power. Yeah. Are, are we that disenfranchised yes. as human beings that uh, you know go, going on a going on a robbery spree is just a, is a power trip? Yeah. Uh, I think that the the, the Terrorism and the uh, oh, there she is! Hey. Thank you, Darren. Thanks, Darren, for making me look like a. <laughs> wow, she, hopefully she'll be on. Hopefully she'll be on the show next week. Yeah, we'll be uh, <laughs> contacting oh. her. <laughs> hey, Emily, I'm going to close that. Now. <laughs> no, little, no, that's all right. Feel a little weird. Um, uh, but uh, you know the, uh, the 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 Boston bombings and some of the a lot of the terrorism and and a, and a lot of the. Uh, um, the gun rights activist activism, a lot of it is, I think, is power based and fear based. based. Yeah. Well, yeah, fear of not having power. Fear of not having power. Yeah. Um, which is a fear I don't understand. I've never had. I'm, I'm scared when I have power. I executive produced something a couple weeks ago and it fucking terrified me. Yeah. Everybody asking me questions. Yeah, but but what if you don't think of it as power so much as control? You know, like, right. are you able to control? Oh Jesus, the three the three brothers in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, utter yeah. control, utter control power trip. over something, anything. Yeah. You know, it comes out in a lot of different ways. I know people who have eating disorders because it's the only thing that they feel like they can have a sense of control over. You know, like I, I don't even though know by definition, it's, some, it's something that spirals out of control. No, 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 no. Like um, a lot of anorexia isn't. Well, I don't know if I'm going to say a lot, but I know that there are cases of anorexia where uh, people are anorexic not because they necessarily want to lose weight, but they feel like they can control what they eat. And because ah. they feel so out of control with everything else, they they really hold on to the fact that I can make myself not eat this. I can choose not to eat this, and I'm going to exert my control, and I feel a little bit more huh. like I have control of my life. Well, um, that is 
was a little twisted, grim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, and, and uh, actually that ties into the next story that was upsetting me: the uh, 3D printer gun. You seen that oh, story? Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. First of all, the three—that that was my first real view of um, a 3D printer at work. I just yeah. pretended it didn't exist for a while because mm. I thought it was a little too creepy. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Why? Um. Because it's a little bit like a, oh okay all right readers uh, or, or 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 tweeters transmetropolitan makers there it is I didn't need you in transmetropolitan they have these things called makers where you just tell it whatever you want and it makes it for you and you mm-hmm. open it up and it's a little bit um, it's a little bit futuristic it's yeah. a lot futuristic um, yeah it's terrifying uh, but I, I I did watch this video and he makes public these plans for a gun because he wants everyone to have a gun if they want a gun. Mm. Uh, this guy out of Texas, Cody Wilson, 25-year-old law student at the University of Texas. Um, and it is a, a working gun yeah. um, that you can print at home so there's no permits, there's no, you know, you can... You Traceability. Can, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, is that a word? And he's, uh, and he, he's head of a, a group called Defense Distributed. Um, making the blueprints available online so that everyone can, like that that again is that fear and that power defense distribute we have to defend ourselves we have to be able to have yeah. guns to defend ourselves mm-hmm. do we I don't know about that uh, you know do they have to be printable and downloadable at, at, at in our homes that that's just the the uh, I guess the the evolve the evolving of like the zip gun because in the 70s they used right. to call it the zip gun it, you know you could literally take a piece of pipe um, you oh, know a nail yeah. and you know you could configure an actual little uh, pistol that you could shoot 22 uh, things I remember this right. I don't know why I, I was a kid but I remember <laughs> hearing about zip guns from my older cousin's stuff and that's what this is this is the new generation zip gun because I, I, I think I, I saw the, uh, I read the article, yeah. and I think it has a nail as the uh, firing pin. Mm-hmm. It's the only, like, there's only a couple components that are actually metal because it's actually against the law to make a fully plastic, undetectable uh, weapon. So there's the option, you know, you, he gives you the option in this to, to actually incorporate, to stay within the legal. Boundaries. He's a law student. <laughs> yeah. So he give you know he says yeah you can put th- this metal whatever the metal in it mm-hmm. or you can opt not to, which that you know that's giving people license right you know to you know what actually bothers me the most out of out of all of it um well he he did ha- he did have a quote uh, where he said I realize that this will be misused. Yeah. Um, but, Obviously, uh, yeah, but 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 that he probably does, primarily misused. Uh, I don't. I don't want to actually. I don't want to quote the guy without finding the quote. So uh, I, I will. I'll hold off on that. But uh, I recognize the tool might be used to harm other people. That's what the tool is. It's a gun. But I don't think that's a reason not to do it, or a reason not to put it out there. Well, I do. But <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> but I mean, the, the the thing that bothered me the most actually um, is uh, the video that they put up to show it functioning because they used this melodramatic music it wasn't any sort of celebration of freedom or or it wasn't any it wasn't patriotic in any way it wasn't it wasn't proud it was it was fear-mongering yeah. the, 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 the way it was shot the slow motion nature of it the music of it it was it felt like fear-mongering it felt like wow. you have to have this because it's a dangerous world and I don't I I, I can't respect any kind of 
No. And any kind of appealing uh, in the basest yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just think it's I think it's cruel, and I think it's the last thing we need in a time when there is plenty to legitimately be afraid of. Right. Um, just in, inventing things, inventing a, an atmosphere, uh, or, or heightening an atmosphere for for histrionic sake. I just, I I find that really hard to stomach. Yeah. yeah. But I have one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Break yourself, bitches. <laughs> you just pull it out. Printed <laughs> 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 it out this morning. <laughs> Fuckers. Uh, Tyson tweeted in a very legitimate question. Would you rather uh, be a celebrity or um, a personality? I think that's um, easy. Is it not? Oh, well, let's hear your answer. Well, this mean, is a, a user-submitted softball. Could, well, celebrity implies that you're somebody who's celebrated, does it not? Whereas personality just seems a little bit thin. I mean, celebrity means you've done something laudable, does it not? That's my take on it. Yeah. I would take yeah. celebrity over, not because I want fame, but I feel like I would be a celebrity because of my work. Yeah. Because yeah. I had something. put something yeah. out in the world, whether music, writing, acting. I had put something, I had told some sort of story mm-hmm. yeah. that people heard. Um, and responded to. And responded to, yeah. Whereas yeah. a personality... They're, they're, I mean, there are great stand-ups who are, are just excellent at showing up and doing commentary but and, and having a take. But yeah, that is I a skill as well. I think of them as celebrities. Like, to me, a personality is... Um, like a Paris Hilton or a yeah. Kardashian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I think specifically of, um, yeah, the reality TV people. Right. Who, I hate to say it, I don't really feel have a lot to offer and are not necessarily making the world a better place. Yeah. Right. Um, no, I'm... I'm I'm with you on that. I'm I'm way more cynical than that about it. Yeah, I I mean I even feel like you know you might say somebody like Rosie O'Donnell or you know the, the but she the started talk show as a stand up didn't she? But by the same token, like even or being a, a VJ, talk show host, she was certainly a VH1 yeah. VJ first. Yeah. Being a talk show host isn't easy, and I think that takes skill. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking breeze! Oh my god, there's another half an hour. Kill me. <laughs> so I mean, but you know, I, I yeah, can I, I do don't. A, can we do half a top of the hour to kill more time? Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I don't um, personalities. I don't get it. Speaking of format, um, I actually want to dip our hands into the mail sack. Ah, if that's it's time all right. To go into the mail. We're gonna dip sack. our hands into the mail sack. Let's do it. M A I L. Dip into the mail sack. Mail sack. Open for interpretation. Mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. I want to get my hands in that mail sack. Uh, yeah, that was great. 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 Um, <laughs> oh, I like these questions. So we've got some. I'm peeking ahead. Uh, really, I don't even have it loaded up yet. Uh, we've got some uh, user submitted mail for the mail sack. You can email us at the address that Marty says every week because it's his email address. Uh, oh, here it is: noonerpodcast at gmail dot com. Noonerpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, email the show anytime, and uh, and we'll we'll dip in the mail sack for you. Uh, the first one comes from Christopher Brown and is very Marty specific, so I'm going to save it for next week. But he does, at the end, ask if we could ask the age of our listeners. Um, He says, now that we have a better idea of the occupations of our community, we've been talking about what people do for a living and what they do when they listen to the show live. He's curious about how old slash young we all are. What's our demo? Christopher Brown himself is 28. Yeah, this is also a way for us to, to get a, a study of our of our demographics yeah. to reach out to advertisers. Um, there you go. I am Christopher Brown. Uh, and he ends, of course, cheers 
And fuck Cleveland. <laughs> God. That breaks my heart. I know it makes you guys happy, but it, but it just breaks my heart. Mm. Um, well, I turned 40 this year. Do you? But I don't listen to the show, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> so if, if anybody wants to uh, share their ages with us, we can get to, we can get kind of a head count. Um, I actually would be curious about that myself, mainly because it, it tells me more about uh, technology and yeah. who's who's savvy and who isn't. Um, we got a letter here from Christopher Lunghauer. Is that even close? <laughs> Lunghauer. How would you Lung, pronounce that? Lungbutter. Christopher Lunghauer. Um, hey guys, Christopher <laughs> from Sweden here. Actually, it's a question. Christopher from Sweden here? Uh, I don't know. Seems like it. Uh, maybe that was a typo. <laughs> All right. All right he has stop. questions for both of us. Uh, and they both end with bork, bork, bork. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, Christopher is wondering how uh, my progress on the motorcycle license is going. I am a licensed motorcycle rider. Yay. I do not yet have a bike. I have been riding a friend's Honda Rebel and another friend's Honda Shadow, 600cc, uh, just to keep the skill set going because uh, I haven't, since the motorcycle riding course, I haven't ridden much. Uh, and I've decided the Honda Shadow 600cc, which I think was stopped, they stopped making in 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. um, is the one for me. They're, they've got the 750. It just feels a little too big. feels yeah. a little unwieldy. Yeah. The Rebel's way too small. Um, so that's what I got my eyes out for, is a 600cc Honda Shadow. I'm still terrified. It's not as easy as I thought it would be. Um, the gear shifting with your foot and, and the clutch on the yeah. left hand, there's a lot going on. It's, it's a constant, you're constantly at work. You're, yeah. never, you're never just cruising, unless you're on the highway, which is its own brand of terrifying. Yeah. Um, and I haven't, taken a, I haven't taken a bike on the highway yet, but I have ridden on um, major streets, if Melrose counts as a major street. Yeah. Uh, and it I was laughing out of just terror. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> what, what am I doing? <laughs> um, oh, we got, some, we got some ages coming in. Yeah. yeah thanks for your honesty, guys. Uh, Stefan, 42. Michael, 36. Uh, and he works in facade maintenance at Darren, the post tower. Oh, Darren said he left the 18 to 34 demo last year, so he's 35. Hey, hey. And uh, on the Ustream, I think Steeboost, mm-hmm. Steven uh, says he's 35. Yako's 39. Yako, 39. I'll, I'll be honest with you. These ages, actually, this is skewing a little older. I mean, these are my contemporaries. Um, but it's skewing a little older than I would have thought just because I don't know how to use a computer. Yeah. Um, so you, you fogies out there, you amaze me Tyson's with your ability 39. to stay, stay, on, uh, Good on you. stay on track. Yako's Uber nerd uh, <laughs> follow-up is born on start date 27, 147.4. <laughs> Live long and prosper, sir. Did you guys do anything for uh, uh, May the 4th be with you, Star Wars fans? <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I didn't d- do anything Star Wars specific. No. I just wore, I wore my, uh, my Darth Vader Obey. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a great shirt. Shepard Fairy Obey uh, with Darth Vader. I got that uh, Stormtrooper shirt I wore to this oh, show nice. one time, but I, I, didn't, I didn't think they were it. I had a date, and I didn't want to uh, reveal too much. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this one around, so I'm pretending to be somebody else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Emily? Any, uh, any? I was sick all day, and I spent it in bed oh. uh, moaning. Boy. Mm. That's what I do when I watch Star Wars. Uh, second yeah. follow-up question from Christopher. Uh, is James still going to man the boards on HBO now that Kevin and Ralph uh, have left the Lovitz? The, the question, Keep the, up the, the good work and fuck Cleveland. Thank uh, you. The $65 break my heart. million dollar <laughs> question. Uh, 
I currently, I mean, uh, I, I'm still at the Lovitz, so it's going to be kind of hard for me to get uh, Saturdays off to go and do, um, you know, the Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. Um, so currently, there are no plans for me to move with them over to the to the improv because mm-hmm. uh, I still got to keep my my regular gig at the right. Lovitz. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure I, I will be at Comic-Con with them again this year. Nice. Um, Which is what, July? July. Right around the 15th. It's usually around my birthday. So oh, cool. Like the middle of July, I think. Um, There's and, a chance I might be down there because Lost Planet drops in August. Oh, that's right. Uh, and they had a booth. Sweet. They had a booth last year. Um, so I'm assuming they'll have one again. Well, Capcom will have a booth, of course. But uh, uh, um, if they do a big deal. I mean, I've actually seen the, the print ads for... Lost Planet, and it's a, like a 30-foot poster of me, yeah. so <laughs> there's a chance nice. I might go down just to, I don't know, try to get we'll lucky. Have to hang out. Yeah, hang out. for sure. So I, I will if be I doing can, that. If I couldn't get lucky in Germany as the Averman, maybe I can get lucky in Comic-Con <laughs> right. as, as Jim Payton. I'll just wrap myself in, in one of those 30-foot posters and walk around town. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Does anybody yeah. know who I am? There you go. <laughs> Somebody tell me who I am. <laughs> Um, yeah, I get, I'm, so I, I'm still on Smodco. So the big question was, uh, am I going to still be on Smodco? Mm-hmm. And, and am I still going to do you know two uh, morning shows? Here I am, kids. Nice. I'm here. We're not going anywhere. Um, Where but, James goes, so go I. Yes. So I don't know. I, hopefully we can work out uh, you know HBO, me, me doing HBO again. Um, but for now, uh, I'm just going to be mornings, the breaks, and, mm-hmm. you know, my normal uh, Smodcast duties. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a couple more ages coming in. Jeff, 26. That's more what I suspected. Uh, Corey Epps is a 25-year-old podcaster and videographer. Yes. Uh, Corey, tell us where, where you podcast, and we'll, uh, we'll pimp it out to our listeners. Oh, I can tell you right now. Oh. Uh, I, was, I was actually on for, for uh, May the 4th Be With You. He ah. put out a uh, special. He has a podcast called Chasing Greedo. Nice. It's on iTunes. Um, and he did a special, uh, what you call it, um, uh, May the Fourth be with you mm-hmm. podcast where uh, different podcasters sent in clips and and uh, gave their I guess their memories and, and shared some of their nice. feelings about Star Wars. So I sent one in and you know me I'm a goofball so I had of course I had R two sound effects and right. Chewie mm-hmm. and everything else in the background so it was kind of sticky nice. but yeah I did it and it was it was fun it was great great to listen to it so yeah chasing Greedo on iTunes that is Corey's uh, and then the other is the evil. Uh, Evil Teddy Bear, I believe it is. Corey, you can you can tweet me, uh, tweet everyone the, the correct link. But I think it's Evil Teddy Bear Podcast or something like that. Nice. He's like, fuck you, dude. What do you mean something like that? <laughs> Sorry, Corey. <laughs> um, Darren got, uh, got in the mail sack this morning. Bill, Emily, and the DJ, specifically to the three of us. Uh, which film do the Murps think is underrated? His choice being Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Regards, Darren Wolverhampton. P.S. Fuck Yale. Fuck the Whiffin' Poos and fuck Cleveland, <laughs> North Riding of Yorkshire. The <laughs> I've seen the Whiffin' Poos in concert, and yeah, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're talented, but it's fucking acapella uh, in bow ties. Um, I have a stock answer to this question. It's films I think we discussed before. Um, can, I be, can I be square? Please. What's a merp? Minor internet radio personality. Oh. Yes. Acronym. You. you. Oh, R.M.R. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Self-discovery moment. Um, my go-tos for these, and these are both films I came into with no expectations, not having seen the trailer, not knowing that they were utterly reviled. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking loved Hudson Hawk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. I fucking loved it. Yeah. I thought it was brilliantly written. I saw stuff in that movie I'd never seen before. Granted, I'm not a huge Sandra Bernhardt fan. Although she was great in uh, King Comedy. Um, yeah. And uh, and I find Andy McDowell unwatchable, even in Groundhog Day. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which is probably her least offensive performance. Uh, <laughs> I do not enjoy that woman at all, but I absolutely love that movie. I thought it was super clever. Um and unique. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen one like it. I loved the intelligence behind. Although I hated the child performance in the last action hero. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was uh, postmodern before everyone was ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and I really, think it holds up. Yeah, and I think I, th- I I found it refreshing that it poked fun at itself. Yeah. The, the genre itself, you know. Oh yeah, he goes into the he goes into the uh, video store to prove to Arnold Schwarzenegger that he's yeah. an actor in a movie, and you see the feet <laughs> from Terminator, the poster, and it pans up and it's Stallone. Yeah. And oh. Schwarzenegger's like, I love this guy. I love all his movies. Yeah. Uh, was, and then he, there's these, all these hot girls working at the video store, and the kid's like, chicks this out don't work at video stores? They stop telling you, man, this is a movie. Look at how hot these chicks are. It's a bunch of models walking around. Here, watch this. And he asks the girl behind the counter for her phone number. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, that's that's pretty cheeky, young man. And he's like, lady, just give me your phone number. She's like, 555. One, she's like, see, 555. Nobody has a 555 <laughs> yeah. phone number. This is a movie, dude. It's great. It's class, classic yeah, gags that. right up my alley. I mean, the, the kid is a bit grating. Like, it's not a great child performance, but I thought the writing was there. They intentionally hired all those character actor thugs. Yeah, yeah. And they were all in it. Uh, you know, the the British bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and there was, it was just, uh, it wasn't Cesar Romero. It was um, Anthony Quinn. Anthony was Quinn. Brilliant. Right. One of his brilliant. One of his last films, and he was brilliant. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And did they, uh, did they have the Asian guy, the, the one that's always the. <laughs> they didn't the have thug, Quan. Asian guy. Yeah. But they had the thug. They had the thug. Have, yeah, okay. yeah, the long hair. He's kind of bald, but, yeah, has, yeah, long but he has long hair. Long hair yeah, dude. he gets hit in the face with an. <laughs> he gets hit. He gets stabbed in the eye with an ice cream cone. Oh. And Schwarzenegger's like iced him. <laughs> it's it's just it's fucking fantastic. It's really funny. Nice. Uh, they they plant a uh, a nerve gas bomb in the body of Leo Defart uh, at, at his funeral, <laughs> and Schwarzenegger's running around. Defart is gonna blow. Ah, oh, come on, guys, watch the movie. Trust me, it's a, it's a blast. Yeah. Um, and then I am surprised how few people talk about how flawless Jacob's Ladder was. Mm. Right? I thought that was one of the greatest movies I've ever yeah, seen. I lo- one of the greatest I, movies I have you know, that's, ever seen. And it's fucking so weird that you, you say that. Uh, we're on the same wavelength because uh, I say this because when we talked earlier about uh, what you know uh, vice we would like to mm-hmm. I was thinking of, I, for some reason I thought of Jacob's Ladder. Wow. And that whole, that whole, yeah, and the whole yeah. plot to that and everything, and I, I have to agree with you that that movie is so underrated. As yeah, far as I, I mean, I, uh, there are flaws, there are big flaws in yeah. uh, the other two films I mentioned in, in Hudson Hawk and Last Action Hero, but I actually think mm-hmm. Jacob's Ladder is is a perfect film. Yeah. I think it's brilliantly cast. I know there were complaints uh, from within. Uh, about the special effects because they worked so hard to create these creatures and then yeah. the, way, the way they were shot is always obscured yeah. and, uh, and yeah. blurry. But I thought that made it a thousand times more oh terrifying. It's one of the scariest movies I've yeah. ever seen, but it's not a horror film. It's got a, a, an immense amount of heart yeah. um, and is very, very sort of spiritual. But, but not sort of. It is very spiritual and biblical. Obviously, Jacob's Ladder, his son Gabriel. Uh, he's climbing the steps to heaven at the end. Uh, Danny Aiello. Yeah. It makes appearances in two yeah. of my three most underrated movies. <laughs> um, 
is brilliant in that as the chiropractor who is sort of keeps bringing him back down to earth as the more he freaks out. Um, it's mind bending, yes. but you can follow it. It's not mind bending for mind bending's sake. It's act. There is if if you rewatch it as soon as it starts, you realize that this that it's it's dominoes that have been set up perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely love that film, uh, and that was the first time I'd seen. Um, uh, Robbins, uh, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. I hadn't yeah. seen any of his other films, so we, yeah. like the, I wasn't distracted by any of the casting. I think it was Macaulay Culkin. I think was the son. I think um, he was. Yeah. But you know, I I I, I loved every bit of it. And Danny Aiello's speech about you know, uh, they're, they're demons pulling you into hell unless yeah. you accept that you're dying, and then they become angels taking you up to heaven. Um, have yeah. you seen the film? I haven't. Oh, you would love oh it. Oh my god! You would love would. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging just listening to you talk. No, about it is it. a fantastic film, yeah. and it's a, it's also a Vietnam War movie at the same time. Yeah, it's it's based on it's really actual, incredible. Uh, you know, Controversy, actual yeah. uh, uh, trials that the, the military was were doing with using, you know, hallucinogenics. Yeah. Acid. <laughs> Allison jumps in. Jacob's Ladder's main Darren. Uh, Jacob's Ladder named after uh, my favorite Rush song. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Rush. There you go, Darren. Uh, Tyson chimes in underrated films. Battleship, John Carter. Uh, maybe you just really like that dude from Friday Night Lights. Uh, yeah, huh. <laughs> what's his name? Taylor um, Kitsch? I think is that so. the guy's name uh, who headlined those two movies? Uh, Jacob's Ladder, Nightbreed, which I haven't seen. Nightbreed is a Clive Barker. I think so. Right? Yeah, I think I remember that one vaguely. Um, Scott Pilgrim, I have to agree. That's a lot Scott of fun. Pilgrim. Yeah, that's that's a great fucking movie. I love that. Um, Edgar Wright, right? Edgar Scott Wright. Pilgrim? Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, Marty. Marty tweets in the one time there's a woman on the show and I can't be there. Aww. Oh. <laughs> Marty's even lonelier than me. Uh, <laughs> Jeff tweets in, has anyone there been watching NHL playoffs? Um, I've been following the results. I haven't gotten to see any games. I was really hoping the Leafs would, would uh, show up stronger against Boston. I mean, great for the city of Boston that they continue to have that sort of panacea yeah. of, of sports success. Uh, the, the Sox are doing really well as well. Um, I used to be so into hockey. It's and a great then sport. And the first time they, they went on strike, I just completely fell out of it. And, yeah. and you know, I just lost it entirely. And it's like yeah. I'd love to get back into it, but they like the, the second strike, I just fell out of it again. Yeah. I was huge. I was in I was in Colorado when the Avalanche first uh, came to Avalanche. town. And I got to go to one of their playoff games. I was crazy about hockey for such a long time. Well, you know, the Avalanche was amazing for so yeah. long, and I think they're pretty mediocre right now. Is that so? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about the Avalanche. I know the Kings finally even their series. They went down yes. to the reigning Stanley Cup champion, uh, L.A. Kings. Uh, went down 0-2 against St. Louis Blues mm. and yeah. have rallied. Uh, someone tweeted us from the Arch in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, that uh, was uh, Lou. Yeah, Lou. Lou. Um, where is she at? She's down here somewhere. Um, she, she, gave, she actually tweeted a picture from where she's at, and it, it was amazing. Yeah. There yeah. it is. That's the view from Lou in the St. Saint, Saint Saint Lou. Lou. In the Lou. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the Blues are going to lose. So yeah. fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I am pulling for the Kings. I do. I, I can't. I have always enjoyed hockey. I don't. I don't know the game well. I was denied a chance to play it by my mother. Ooh. Encouraged me to play soccer instead because she thought it was safer. But all the neighborhood kids I grew up with played hockey. No, hockey is gorgeous. Like, ponds, I, ice ponds in their backyard. I didn't so. get into it until I went to the first. Uh, my first game live it's unlike any other Staples sporting event it's unlike any yeah. other sporting event hooked yeah. I mean, the air the cold yeah. air somehow just creates a 
totally different. And atmosphere. it's fucking manly. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's the manliest yeah, it sport. Is. Like it is. they work, they work so hard. It's not like football where you know they all run, they all fall down, and then they wait five minutes to do it again. It's like they're constantly moving yeah. and smashing into they're each other and bruisers. just being, being big manly. Men. It's like rugby, <laughs> but on ice. Yeah, with yeah. blades yeah. on your feet. Yeah. Let's make it with and, lethal and, weapons yeah, yeah, on yeah. your feet. <laughs> let's make it. Let's make it more dangerous yeah. and more difficult. And I love goalies. I've I, I was notorious in high school for having a crush on goalies. Not oh nice. Particularly Archie Urbe. He played for the Hurricanes yes. when I was in high school. I just had the. I thought he was just the cutest thing in the world because he was like my size. He's tiny. Right. He could fit in the goal, and he was you know he's Czechoslovakian. You could fit on the puck. Yeah. I yeah. Know. <laughs> I'm very. Small. I just mean you're short. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um. So uh, I was, we were light on the mail sack this week, probably because uh, we had a bit of a hiccup last week where we didn't get our yeah. Didn't get our right. No worries, I'm not. We got no, no. It's fine. I, let me let me explain to those of you that didn't get to see the tweets. Um, I right after we finished, I, I turned around to to uh, you know upload the the episode and get it all ready for for mass consumption, and I get a faded screen all of a sudden. <laughs> And then this file folder icon with a question mark pops up, and everything else drops out. And I'm like, "Okay, this—I've never that, seen that this. This can't sound be good. good." So I called a, a buddy of mine Moto, at MotoGP Man 2006, Sean Kaliri, uh, longtime listener and follower. I uh, I called him because he's kind of my tech guy that I call for things of that sort. And he's like, "Yeah, that sounds like your hard drive just shit on you, brother." Uh. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. So literally, it's the word lost it. Uh, you know, I hadn't literally. I hadn't had a chance to transfer it over or anything to because mm-hmm. I usually back it up to my hard drive right after the show. So it was it was bad. It sucked, man. But I, I went out that day. I went out and bought a new drive. Nice. Found a place to install it and got it in uh, because I had to. Ha- you know, obviously, I wanted to have it up back up for today, and I'm glad yep. we did. Glad we did. Um, so. To, to, I'd like to stay in the mail sack if we could. So I'm dipping into uh, my spam folder on Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got an email uh, titled uh, Turn Her On um, <laughs> with the subject How an Any Ugly Guy Can Get Chicks. Apparently this video is free. Um, although I have the uh, spinning disco pizza right now, so I can't uh, oh, I love that. Click, uh, click on it. But I'll be watching that later. That's funny. Uh, it's going to come in handy. I submitted for a, a, a voiceover project that is one of those. They're, they're like, uh, had a link example. Mm-hmm. Here's an example. of, And I clicked on the link, and Marilyn was in the kitchen washing dishes, and uh, all of a sudden, it's she just hears like, hey, guys, you want to meet girls? You want to <laughs> fuck? It's like this, <laughs> like a horror. It's one of those pop-up fucking things. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'll read whatever the copy is as long as right. the check fucking clears. But yeah, she's in there like, and I see her head peek around the corner like, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you the secret of how to fuck chicks. It's like, oh, he. You're right. actually pretty good at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, I can, you know, So what's the secret? Pull it off. Did you keep <laughs> yeah. did you, did you keep The secret listening? was sending uh, $79.95 to these people. and Ah, oh, nuts. Yeah. That's how you get fucked. Right. <laughs> That's not how you fuck other people. Uh, I've also got an offer to view photos of singles on Match.com oh, for free. Nice. Um Perfect luxury watches are for sale, and an ink and toner sale up to eighty-five percent off. And multiple offers <laughs> to complete a Subway survey to claim a gift card. I wouldn't eat at Subway if I had just gotten out of, just broken out of a house after being held for ten years. I wouldn't go to a Subway. 
um, Subway is in the ride smell. the subway or no? This the sandwich the sandwich shop. Oh, although that's I mean that's the that's what they want you to click on, and then you get in there, and it's oh yeah, like a, a penis or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I have a question. I have a Emily specific question. Ooh. We spoke recently, and you we talked about Neil Gaiman. Yeah. We talked about Grant Morrison, mm. and we talked about the angry guy with the beard. Alan Moore. Alan Moore, sure. Of the three of them, who did you say was your guy? Uh, uh, Fan of all three, but there was one that you said particular. Grant Morrison. That's what I thought. Now, I don't mean to be controversial, uh-huh. but uh, I've been working with an editor who is a huge comics sci-fi guy, mm-hmm. and he lent me... Um, ah, Darren's flash crashed on him, so he didn't hear his letter being read. Ah, Darren, that's something. Every time Darren gets in the mail sack, something goes wrong. Right. Um, I swear he's cursed. Uh, <laughs> oh, and Tyson tweeted in with Speed Racer, Sucker Punch, uh, Noises Off, The Cat's Meow. These are all uh, underrated films. Uh, Speed, I've seen none of them. I find it hard to believe Speed Racer was good, but I have actually heard a couple people say Speed it's Racer's worth a look. Great on Molly. Got it. Just say that. Uh. <laughs> um, uh, I just read Arkham Asylum. I was lent. Yeah. Uh, I was lent Scud, the Rob mm-hmm. Schraub, um hipster, mm-hmm. uh, uber violent action mm-hmm. series, and Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum. And I can't get into either of them. Really? At all? I can't get into them. Uh, Scud is just too busy, and uh, the it just maybe it's just the culture of, of violence right now that is. So uh, highlighted that I just—it's not unappealing. funny to me right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's no no harm on on the writer. He wrote it decades ago, and you know it's just it, it could be it could be great in a month. I just don't I'm not feeling it right now. Uh, I do lo- I do love the artwork, but uh, there's just there's too much going on in the panels, and you know it's, it's, it's the jokes are a little too insidery for me. Like constantly quoting movies and stuff. Right. Like, eh, have your character. What do your characters say? Like, what do you have to say? You know. Right. But anyway. Um, Arkham Asylum, not down. That's weird because, you know, I usually have this conversation when people find out that I'm a huge Grant Morrison fan. They usually say, oh, well, I read The Filth. Oh, I read uh, Flex Mentalo. I read this, that, and the other thing, and I couldn't get into it. And I usually say, okay, that makes sense. You know, like a lot of people can't get into Grant Morrison in the way he writes. He's so meta that it's he, – he really is mind-blowing, and that's, that's how he is. But Arkham Asylum – Really? It's not entirely... Is it the art? Because Dave McKean did the art for that, yeah? Yeah. yeah. The art's amazing. The art is is amazing, but the art is very confusing. Yes. Yes. There are action sequences where I I cannot tell what's going on. Yeah. I can't tell which direction to follow the Mm -hmm. panels, if they're going all the way across left to right. Yeah. I hate when they do And like three pages in, I have a headache, and I can't tell what's going on. And it's really hard to stay... With it, I also I liked I liked the the history of Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. sequences because they were they were much clearer. Uh-huh. Um, but when Batman gets in there, first of all, I don't understand why if they've taken over the asylum, why they don't leave. And when Batman gets in there, like he instantly crumbles. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of explained that the house has its own power and it's, mm-hmm. but it was like instantly the yeah. first the first person who interviews you psychologically and you know they're going to talk about your dead parents because it's your whole fucking character and you snap it's like come on you didn't see that coming I did and I don't even read DC comics yeah but here's one thing about Grant Morrison is he's never literal like he's never 
he, he has written, you know, page after page about how frustrated he is with modern culture's inability to accept and understand metaphors mm-hmm. and to understand non-literal thinking. So when he writes characters and when he writes stories, he's not necessarily writing, this is the logical pro- progression of a realistic character's life. He's, you know, he's put, he's put Batman in a madhouse. Right. And so he's not interested in, you know, okay, Bruce Wayne as a human being going, he's telling you the story of a psyche. He's not telling you the story of a man. Yeah. And that's how, the, that's how the whole thing is also, um, uh, the layout, the format, that crazy format isn't there to make you go, oh, I understand literally what's happening and the, and the logical progression of this. It's, it's like shuffling tarot cards. It's that, that madness that you feel, is, that's the intent. The intent is that you feel this sort of madness of, I don't know which way is up. I don't know yeah. which way to read this. I don't know how this works. But, but I Ultimately, you're a storyteller, and I'm not following your story. You know, but you're not. You're not gonna. F- it's not a literal thing. You're trying to. You're trying to read it like you're trying to read like you know, like you're trying to watch a modern television show, which is extraordinarily literal and is extraordinarily mm-hmm. you know linear timeline. Yeah, linear. Yep. And this is this just isn't like that. You kind of to read anything of his, you sort of have to just relax and let it wash over you a little bit and then you understand it in a but different I, way. I have absorbed I mind. have absorbed media like that. I keep bringing up Holy Motors. I, I have absorbed film <laughs> mm-hmm. and, 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 and books. I mean, I've read uh, Faulkner, you know, mm-hmm. didn't get all hung up on, why isn't he putting periods? You know, like, you know, <laughs> uh, but, but this was just, I never, I never had a way in. And, and even when I read, this was like a, rele- a release where they had the original script. Mm-hmm. I started reading his original script and seeing what his intent was. Mm-hmm. And it was almost more frustrating because I was like, there's no mm-hmm. way I'm going to get any of that out of what you're doing. Right. None of what you're telling me in this script is, in the, is on the page. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that phrase you keep doing, it's all up there. Yeah. It's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't all up there. He held right. back all of this information, which would have made the story... Richer and deeper, and of course, you don't give every character's backstory and every you don't spell everything out and sure. every you know the we go to back to Star Wars Princess Leia. He had the whole thing, he had a whole backstory for her and all these other worlds, and you didn't need them in the movie, but you needed them for the movie to feel that real. Sure, yeah. you know I I, I get that. Um, I just uh, and I love the concept um, of him feeling like I'm just worried when I get in there, I'm going to realize that's where I belong. Right, brilliant, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I felt coming out to LA. Am I, but I just just the, uh, <laughs> the the details of the story, the the actual. There were so many moments where I was like, "There is a moment here, but it's being hidden from me. It's esoteric. I can't yeah. get in." Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's all fair criticism. Like, he's he's really he's divisive because it's you know you either get it or you. Don't and I think the more you cling to, I'm not smart enough for Arkham Asylum. No, 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 it's fine. No, it's fine. (laughs) Come on, my own show and tell me I'm not intelligent enough to read a fucking comic. (laughs) (laughs) It's not intelligence. It's can you fucking relax? I think you know. Oh well, no, absolutely not. Right, right. I think that's your problem. You've got to relax. You should have told me that before going in. I wouldn't have fucking bothered. (laughs) Use that shit for toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta relax when you read Grant Morrison, or else you're gonna you're gonna you know turn into you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. No one wants that, no. including yeah. me. Um, is there a Grant Morrison for dumb people like me? Um, is there a Grant Morrison? I recommend uh, like storyline for uptight people who you, aren't that bright. If you wanna, if you, I think a really good introduction to Grant Morrison was his mm-hmm. original uh, his original stint on Animal Man. Was really right. I vaguely good. remember seeing that in the stands back in the day, but I, it's not something I ever he, read. It's, it's, it was, he did it when he was a little bit, you know, newer, newer in, and he 
uh, it was a little bit more conventional. He hadn't, you know, he wasn't a superstar yet, hadn't been given carte blanche to do whatever the hell he wanted and had yeah. to stick to sort of traditional storylines. But he's still Grant Morrison, so you still get a taste of how weird he's going to get in the future. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's not overwhelming and you'll follow it easily and it's really lovely. It's really lovely stuff. Nice. Animal Man. And he, he didn't start at issue one, he came in on that? I think he did a reboot of Animal Man. Got it. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't have facts for you. This is just vague, vague metaphorical impressions because I read Grant Morrison. <laughs> oh, brother. Um, we're going to wrap it up, folks. That's our two hours. Uh, and uh, next week, I promise, Michael, we'll take your advice that you tweeted in and we will have more listless masturbation on the show. <laughs> I have week. one to suggest for you guys, something that I discovered. I'm not a huge manga fucking guy. Uh-huh. But I found this one day. I was perusing Blaster Knuckle. Love the name. Blaster yeah. Knuckle is amazing. I wish there was a better picture. He's got the uh, the, the sawed-off shotgun here. Right, but on, double barrel. On his left hand. Very Clint Eastwood. Yes. And on his left hand, he's got this uh, a, a fist rig that's got gun barrels. Oh, nice. So when he, when he punches, he can shoot you in the face as well. Wow. Excessive. And well, <laughs> yeah. the reason being... Uh, he's he's a African American, African American in the old west, mm. uh, ex slave um, and boxer, who is going up against the denizens of the night, evil, evil. Uh, <laughs> they're demons and and um, vampires. So, so it's almost Omega Man. Yes, meets, meets Dirty Harry meets Dirty Django Harry. Unchained. Exactly, and he goes through the, the old west, finding these uh, you know these demons and these. Uh, um, vampires and such and he's taking them out it's right. his job to take them out and he's an ex-boxer so when he gets into it they you know they really show his like his footwork and stuff yeah, like nice. swooshing his feet around and stuff and he gets into his stance it's really interesting to see the japanese interpretation of an african-american too yeah. yeah oh it, it's it's amazing if you hadn't said that i wouldn't have guessed yeah i mean he yeah. Al- well, almost looks either mexican or just sunburnt yeah, yeah. exactly they really but, struggle uh, with broader features. Right. You guys got to check it out. It, it's an amazing. It's called Blaster Knuckle. Um, just Google there's your homework it. for next week. There it is, Blaster listeners. Knuckle, uh, thanks you guys so much for tweeting in, for listening, for uh, streaming, for potting, for watching the U verse U stream. Yes. Uh, business. Uh, hit the mail sack. Tweet at the show. Uh, I know Marty Kruger. Um, and uh, and Dan and Crumpus are super excited to join us again next <laughs> <Krumpus>. week. <laughs> uh, have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks, guys. Sounds good.
This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.